Well, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is finally here, and it's worse than I thought it was going to be. I have done multiple videos leading up to the launch of MW3, trying to warn people that this was going to be DLC, sold at full price. There just didn't seem to be enough time between when they said they were not planning on doing an annual release. They said that internally. In between that time and when they announced Modern Warfare 3, did not seem like enough development bandwidth time to get something built of substance when they announced modern warfare 3 they also started talking about open combat missions and everything in me said that these would be very generic they'd be open world open space spec ops or dmz style missions with very basic or generic objectives to do in an open area well the reviews are pouring in and the feedback is overwhelmingly negative And I want to highlight the good, the bad, and the future, because this is something they plan on doing in the future, according to everything we have heard. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video, so you don't have to go searching for it. It's a longer video because it is a live stream, so if you like this kind of content, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my live shows. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is under fire and criticism for being half-baked, too short, and basically DLC. What many of us saw coming was not being a fully realized game, at least in the campaign, and players and review outlets were able to jump in to the Modern Warfare 3 campaign a week early if they pre-ordered the game. And the reviews and the feedback are generally pretty terrible. I anticipated this game scoring lower as, you know, basically one of the worst Call of Duties lately, which was Vanguard. I actually didn't think it would score quite as low as we are seeing. Outlets like IGN and others are giving the campaign a 4 out of 10. Some are calling it a disaster or war zone with cutscenes. So I wanted to walk through the good, the bad, and the future. First, starting with the good, because I did enjoy certain aspects of the campaign, but second, the vast majority of what I'm going to talk about is the bad. An incredibly short campaign that is obviously padded DLC is a huge indictment of the $70 price tag. This adds to increased scrutiny to what multiplayer will look like given how low effort this campaign feels. Lastly, I want to talk about the future. Leading up to the Modern Warfare 3 launch, I had a lot of concerns because it was obviously repackaged DLC. But if this is the model going forward to get them back to an annual release rhythm, then Call of Duty will become a shell of what it once was. For many, it already has, but Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 both had reasonably praised campaigns and stories. The reboot seemed to be received very well. I myself really enjoyed Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 3 does not feel like the culmination of those stories. It feels like a cheap tack-on. So first, let's start with the good. But before I do, I want to say something about the narrative that is forming that this is somehow Microsoft or Xbox's fault. I see absolutely no evidence for this whatsoever. In July of 2023, there were leaked images of the Modern Warfare 3 logo on the Monster Energy Drink boxes. That means that the plan had already been approved and largely set in motion earlier in 2023. If you have approved marketing materials and approved use of logo on Monster Energy Drinks, this has all been negotiated, planned, and built 
for quite a while. At that point, Microsoft would have had absolutely no say in what Activision did with Call of Duty. They even said they had not met with them yet. One of the reasons that they don't have everything ready to go, Phil Spencer mentioned this in an Xbox podcast, one of the reasons they're not just like immediately flooding Game Pass with Call of Duty titles is they did not meet with Activision to do any sort of formal planning. And his reasoning was, we weren't even sure this thing was going to close anytime soon, right? From where I sit, Activision executives were likely hoping to get one last big $70 annual release before the merger. There was the possibility that the CMA was going to have to open up a new investigation, even after approving the revisions with respect to cloud gaming. Phil Spencer indicated this in that recent Xbox podcast. There was no hard guarantee that the Xbox Activision deal was closing in 2023. There was the potential that it got pushed out even further into 2024. So for where I sit, pinning this on Microsoft or some sign of Xbox quality, I just feel this is console warring in a false way. Now I will say this, I do think it does serve as a great sort of pulling of receipts to see hardcore Xbox fans who were claiming Modern Warfare 3 was an Xbox title, and then they quickly claimed it had nothing to do with Xbox once the game was seen as not being very good. Both sides are guilty of playing a massive game of goalpost shifting, so I find the whole thing comical, while also ultimately fruitless. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 has a very thin, boring, and short campaign, and the decision to build this in this way just doesn't seem to have happened in a way that would have allowed for Microsoft's input. Again, it seems far more likely that Activision executives wanted one last big annual release to sell before being in an environment where sales bonuses are naturally lowered due to day and date and their inclusion on Game Pass. So I wanted to get that out of the way. I think that narrative is silly on both sides, right? Claiming it's a, it, it's an Xbox game and then saying it has nothing to do with Xbox is hilarious, but also trying to claim that this is Xbox's fault, I think is just a complete and utter waste of time, alright? So, the good, alright? There's not a lot of good things to say about Modern Warfare 3, because the more I played, the more disappointed I became. I was excited about the continuation of the story with a cast of characters that I thoroughly enjoyed from Modern Warfare 2, but I will say that the voice acting is quite good, and it's at its best early in the campaign. There are also some great scenes later in the game with some of these characters. I don't want to spoil anything for you, although none of the twists and turns are all that surprising. Maybe they're disappointing if you really liked certain characters or wanted certain things to play out a different way. The first mission to break out Makarov is a lot of fun. I don't think that's a secret that that's what you're doing in that mission, but that's essentially the mission is you're breaking into a jail. It sort of feels like a classic Call of Duty campaign kickoff. And the cutscenes throughout the campaign are the usual COD caliber, right? It is the content where you have cutscenes, you've got dialogue. However, it just quickly starts to fall flat after that. The story feels very generic. It feels very half-baked. You have a bad guy, he's trying to get some stuff, and he wants to use that stuff. Quick run, let's get out of here. It lacks the bombast of what Modern Warfare 2 kicked off with and the intensity of scenes like in Modern Warfare 2 where Graves betrays you or when Alejandro is warning you not to work with Valeria they really set the bar high in Modern Warfare and in Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 just really falls very far below that 
I rewatched a bunch of the cutscenes because I was streaming for some of them, and I went back and I rewatched some of these on YouTube, and even some of the cutscenes, the characters don't quite look right. They don't quite look the same. There were scenes where Graves didn't look like himself. Even Price looked different. I think some of these scenes were rushed. They didn't really give them the polish that they potentially deserved. When you combine all this with the knowledge that this was planned DLC, it just makes it worse. Because these would have been totally fine DLC missions. 30 or 40 bucks for 7 linear missions where you get like a story with Makarov and the cast all coming back together. I think that would have been celebrated so even the good the voice acting and the cast it's all attached to something that is just very weak undercutting what the cast and the voice actors bring to the table i honestly can't say anything else is good out of the out of the seven traditional missions because there are seven open combat missions out of the seven traditional missions there are three that I would say are at the caliber of the missions in Modern Warfare 2 or Modern Warfare there are missions where you virtually do nothing or they're incredibly short only three have the length and the travel distance and the twists and the turns that you might be used to in a Call of Duty so now let's talk about the bad like I just think we need to start with the open combat missions okay To everybody who said that I was hating or that they had potential, I told you that this was going to happen. They were using way too many generic buzzword marketing terms around the open combat missions. I knew exactly what we were going to get. Open areas like the DMZ or Spec Ops with super generic objectives. And that's it. The unparalleled freedom is literally sneak around or go loud. That's pretty much it. You can pick up different weapons, but they're random. You can use a vehicle. It doesn't always seem that conducive. That's basically it. Your choices are extremely basic. There's nothing here that you would label as unparalleled freedom. And if you feel like exploring... Like, let's say you want to look for things. There is incessant audio cues from the NPCs about where you should go and what you should do. It is unnerving. At one point, Graves would not stop talking to me. I was like, I'm just checking the rooms, bro. He's like, go to the next thing. Go to the next thing. They're looking for you. They know where you are. It's it's constant. And you just eventually advance the mission because you want them to be quiet. Beyond that, the AI is designed in one of the worst ways you could ask for. A single, non-silenced bullet is all it takes for everyone to know your exact location the AI is extremely overtuned and I never died it wasn't difficult it was just annoying it was like I had enemies shooting at me through walls they'd be shooting at corners before I even got there and it was because I got in a gunfight on the other side of some building and then everybody knows where you are until you clear out whatever determines number of enemies that it feels like it has to spawn and swarm you the mechanic are they're looking for you or they know where you are or just basic things like that it's very unimaginative I can't think that they thought this was actually innovative one open combat mission was so fast that when I was streaming it somebody watching the stream was like that's it it was mere minutes and I was done I was done with two open combat missions so quickly it doesn't surprise me that folks are finishing this in three to four hours the MK Ice and Fire full campaign recording on his YouTube channel is literally three hours long. That's the whole game. Played straight through. If you don't fail, if you don't die, it's a three-hour campaign. 
Now, keep in mind, half of the 14 combat missions, I'm sorry, half of the, the, the 14 missions are the open combat missions. And I don't like using the word lazy when talking about games and game devs, but the open combat missions are just that. They are lazy. The other seven missions are supposed to be traditional style COD missions, but aside from the three I already told you about, they all feel so small. They're so quick. The areas are so contained. The events seem very basic. There's a mission in Modern Warfare 2 where you start in town, you go into a building, you get in a shootout, you leave, you run down the side of a mountain, you then jump down the side of the mountain, you then end up in a river. The river then is moving you down and you're defending yourself from the water and then you extract. There's nothing like that with the exception of maybe one mission called Frozen Tundra that gives you that sense of scope and distance and going into lots of different areas. That was the only mission that felt like it had that sort of sense of scope and and gravitas. One mission has you undercover. I'm sure you might have seen some of the memes and some of the jokes about how bad this weapon is. I'm sorry, this mission is because you can open uh, and pull out your weapon. Somebody tested to see, well, what if I want to take out my weapon and just try to survive? After so many seconds, the game just kills you. So much for unparalleled freedom. They didn't even let you try to improvise and survive a stealth mission gone wrong. It's not like the minute you get detected, you fail the mission. There are missions like that. That's totally fine. This game gives you the impression like, hey, you're undercover. Don't pull your weapon unless you need to. But if you pull your weapon, get discovered. There's just a time limit before you just sort of die. Even if you decide you want to shoot your way out of the bad situation, maybe scrounge around for weapons. Weapons. That's another mission that just has virtually no time to it. It's extremely quick. So even the non-open combat missions, some of them are, I'm telling you, they're minutes long. Like they don't even last that long at all. They don't even let you improvise in that stealth missions. There, there are probably in my mind three that are fun. The opening mission, Frozen Tundra, and then the final mission. Those feel like classic Call of Duty missions. There's even a mission called Passenger, where you basically do nothing but participate in what feels like an interactive cutscene on a plane. That's it. That's a mission. That's one of the missions in the game. And it's it's very small campaign. One of the missions, you're like in a seat, you get up, you walk forward, there's some stuff that happens, you come back, and then that's the end of the mission. So, I wanted to see if other people had experienced the open combat missions in the same way that I had. And the handful that I watched, they all played out the same way. They would shoot a few people, they'd have to dig in and hide as swarms of heavily armored enemies would come right for them in a building. And it just was not good gameplay. And none of the footage I watched, nobody died, nobody failed. It's not like it's too hard. It's just you're being forced to play in a very predictable and boring way way the enemies spawn and swarm from all sides so you cannot go guns a blazing you will get shot from virtually everywhere you're sort of forced to hide shoot your way out and then eventually they stop spawning and then you're good to move to the next area so both the open combat and the traditional missions are incredibly underwhelming and they're downright disappointing both modern warfare and modern warfare 2 have great stories and a wonderful cast with very talented voice actors i still think the cutscenes and the motion capture in modern warfare and modern warfare 2 are some of the best in the business it felt like i was watching 24 or the unit if you remember those shows modern warfare three feels like a slap together half-baked mess evidenced by some of those 
peculiar decisions, right? Like, why did you decide to make everything so small, so short, or these open combat missions? Also, there are things that just don't work right. I've seen clips of bugs and glitches. If the campaign is this short, it should at least run well. I had audio cues in some of the open combat missions that were particularly bad, but then also, even in in traditional missions, I found myself hearing audio cues that didn't seem appropriate. They'd be like, push forward. Like, okay. And I would push forward and I'd be flanked from all sides. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then when I ignored that and I pushed around or flanked and did things on my own, everything seemed to go better. I genuinely think some of the audio cues weren't even procking appropriately. It was like you were supposed to push forward earlier and it does it later. And it's like, well, I've already pushed forward. So essentially when I ignored the game and chose my own path, I had more success. But again, if you ignore the game's audio cues in open combat, they're going to incessantly tell you what you're supposed to be doing. I think this game was rushed. I think the audio cues are misfiring. I think the bugs are evidence of this. The general consensus is that this is pretty bad. Listen to just some of the headlines. This is how people are describing the game in the game's media. The gamer says, Call of Duty fans hate Modern Warfare 3's open combat missions. PCGamesN.com says, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 campaign lampasted as the death of of single player. VG247 says even by Call of Duty standards, Modern Warfare 3's campaign is very short. The GameCrater.com says Modern Warfare 3 campaign review, a modern disaster. Deserto says MW3 players feel the campaign is just Warzone with cutscenes. I don't think I've seen a single person come to the game's defense except for a few of the typical like well i'm having fun people always say that that's not really a defense of the lack of quality the lack of missions the lack of length the lack of innovation you can't really defend those things just because you're having fun and as somebody who i was heavily invested in the characters and the story i really enjoyed re-watching all the cutscenes in the modern warfare reboot before diving in to Modern Warfare 2. I missed out on the Modern Warfare reboot at the time I was covering another game exclusively, and I didn't have time to play the Modern Warfare reboot, but I played the Modern Warfare 2 campaign twice because I liked it so much, I wanted to record the raw gameplay from every single mission. I did have bugs and glitches my second playthrough, but I still felt like the story and the elements and the missions were excellent. They had done what I felt like was a very good job. It honestly feels like they just decided to end certain storylines and certain character arcs just very abruptly. The conclusion of Modern Warfare 3 is very disappointing. This is one of the worst COD stories to date, which I think it makes it all worse. Like the lead up of Modern Warfare and MW2 was so good and to have these stories sort of rushed or finished or smashed all together I just don't think it leads to a very good conclusion so let's talk about the future from everything we have heard this is the path or this is the plan going forward for Call of Duty and the ultimate question is will it work will this new format be one that people enjoy first we have not seen the multiplayer yet what you're looking at now is the first open combat mission if you want to get a sense for just how bland and silly it is Uh, but 
in my mind, not seeing multiplayer yet does leave some mystery. If they can successfully keep Warzone running as a full funnel battle royale, and then they can consistently tie in the annual release to things in Warzone, well, then you motivate a lot of your Warzone players to buy your annual release. The commercial success is almost guaranteed. But I don't know if this level of bad PR and response is something they can afford to ignore. They've ignored the hardcore Call of Duty fans before, and it led to a decline in sales. When you have 11 studios assigned to one game, you have to generate a lot of revenue. And this is where Xbox enters the picture. Going forward, Call of Duty has to fit within whatever Xbox thinks is best. And the revenue from annual Call of Duty sales is something that they are counting on. They admit to this to the regulators. I firmly believe that Modern Warfare 3 had nothing to do with Microsoft or Xbox, but that leaves a bigger question. What do they think of Modern Warfare 3 and how it's being received? If annual sales are hurt by this new format, Xbox may have something to say about that, especially if they are planning on putting future Call of Duty games on Game Pass day and date. If you're giving 25 plus million Game Pass subscribers the option to not buy Call of Duty and you're simultaneously losing sales on platforms like PC and PlayStation because this new format is rejected, they may push for a format change. It is clear that this is designed to allow them to crank out annual releases with less effort. We have yet to see the response to multiplayer and zombies, but I'm assuming it's going to be more positive than the campaign. The maps for multiplayer are nostalgic. That will probably get initial fanfare. They threw a lot of talent at zombies. That's seemingly where a lot of the budget went, like three different studios were working on it, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, and High Moon. The changes to movement in multiplayer were generating buzz and some level of positivity. The one thing I will push back on, though, is the notion that, well, Call of Duty has always been bad. Why are people surprised? Well, I completely disagree. Both Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 reboots had more positive response around their campaigns and story. Modern Warfare 2 did receive deserved criticism for bugs, problems, or features that weren't ready, but in general, both games were rated higher than the abysmal scores that we are seeing for Modern Warfare 3. At this point, the only hope is that Modern Warfare 3 can be sort of saved by the multiplayer and the zombies if they can deliver a significant more amount of quality and value. But judging by how bad the campaign turned out, I wouldn't hold my breath. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions here. In a year where so many games are clawing for Game of the Year nominations, Call of Duty is getting deserved scrutiny and criticism. You have more studios than virtually any other game, and selling a DLC for $70 is inexcusable. This is very clearly a move to just repackage the DLC and sell it for 70 bucks. And the worst part about it is the very basic story and wrap-up could have been fine as a DLC. I would still be disappointed in how slapped together it felt and how they treated some of the characters, but overall it wouldn't be getting 4 out of 10 scores if this was sold for, you know, 30 or 40 bucks. The second thing I want to say is this. As far as I can tell, even the nature of the story and how they approached the conclusion to the Modern Warfare storyline, it felt rushed. Then it's likely related to whatever they have planned for 2024. I have theorized that the Black Ops reboot is next. They will start with Black Ops 1, the same way they did with Modern Warfare 1. But if the format going forward is this half-baked, open combat mission 
padded, just weak campaign, I think more and more people will just say pass. My conclusion is this. Call of Duty has felt like it had a split identity for a while. Once multiplayer started to become more popular, the campaign was looked at as second class by a lot of the community. Even still, I thought up until Black Ops 3, the campaigns had their strengths and their weaknesses. They always sort of felt like they were worth a playthrough. This, you know, they were predictable at times, or maybe some were not as good as others. But, you know, going to space and, you know, Call of Duty maybe sort of double jumped over the shark at one point. But, The Modern Warfare reboot felt like a return to form. A strong campaign with great cinematics, amazing treatment of classic characters, with brilliant additions to the cast in Modern Warfare 2 with Alejandro and Valeria. And to see it all sort of come crashing down in a DLC sold as a full game, well, it's more than disappointing. In a year where single-player games are leading the charge in commercial sales and even review scores, you have to wonder, is single-player dead in Call of of duty well only time will tell but for now they did their best to injure it quite a bit let's just hope that for our sake that it's not beyond repair and that's the show open thank you guys so much for being here <clears throat> excuse me this morning i appreciate it very very much we are going to be talking about this today man make sure you are smashing the like button make sure if you haven't already hit the subscribe button so you can talk in chat uh, somebody says Black Ops remakes are going to be but well they're not remakes they're reboots like if you go play Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 right now they're reboot they're, they rebooted the games they're not they're not uh, they're not remakes they didn't go back and like just remake the missions and the same maps and the same stories and the same cutscenes they rebooted it they kind of told it in a fresh look and I think that that's what made them so enjoyable is you weren't just sort of playing the same game all over again right here let's get let's get the daily goal up there there are a ton of ways to support the channel the easiest way to support the channel is to hit the subscribe button and hit the like button that costs nothing but we do have coffee this is part of the brand this is not a sponsor we do have memberships you can gift as cristiano souza has just done i want to make sure that's the first one han shot first and so did you thank you so much cristiano souza for the first gifted member of the day and thank you for a membership remo- renewal from talents 860 i appreciate that so so much we, we appreciate your guys support of the channel and of the content that we put on here all throughout the week so make sure you're doing all the various things and i want to know what you guys think because i just i i'm i'm so absolutely surprised that they decided to do this and did they think that it wouldn't be seen for what it is like is there anybody at an executive level or management level that thought oh no yeah this is totally fine we're totally going to get away with this no one's going to realize that we just sold them dlc right joker quinn gifts a member man another one of the faithful gifting members around here thank you so much for gifting a single member to dave langer if you guys get a gifted member make sure and thank the people that do it every 25 members i give five back to the community so i've gifted quite a bit already this month and we're only six days in you're just waiting for multiplayer I have this weird feeling that zombies and multiplayer will be celebrated, right? Like, that's people are going to say, oh, this is great zombies. This is what we've always wanted, right? They've thrown, I mean, they're throwing like three studios at the zombies. 
And I think multiplayer is going to get initial fanfare, right? I do. I think I think that it's going to get initial fanfare. I think people are going to be excited about the old maps. I think people are going to be excited about the fact that, you know, they're back in sort of those the, their old stomping grounds, you know? I think people are celebrating the movements. I think there's a variety of things that are going to make people say, oh, the multiplayer is great. And that was always a discussion back in the day with me and my friends. They'd be like, why are you playing the campaign? And me and my buddy were always like, dude, you always play the campaign first. You play the campaign and then you jump in to multiplayer, right? Multiplayer, yes. Zombies, no. I'm not even a Zombies fan. I just know that they threw Treyarch sledgehammer anti-moon at zombies that so that's the only reason i think that it's going to have a shot at being one of the shining parts of the game is because they they threw so much at it savage shark bike with 26 months of membership even though xbox didn't have much if any input on modern warfare 3 do you think this poor release will have a large negative effect on future call of duty titles yeah i mean i don't think at all I don't think that they had anything to do with it, but as far as like, will this have an effect on future? Oh, of course. If they keep doing this, right? Zinthos with a gifted member. Thank you so much. If they keep doing this format, I, I don't think you're going to lose a lot of people. Whether you, whether people want to admit it or not, there are tons of people who buy Call of Duty for the campaign, right? I, I played Modern Warfare 2's campaign twice. I played all the campaigns in my... This is this is my memory. As far as I can remember, I played every Call of Duty campaign up to Black Ops 3. And I thought they were great. I, in their own way. None of them... I don't think I ever went away from one and thought, oh, that was the best one ever. I remember I really liked World at War. I really liked Black Ops 1. I thought they had memorable moments. I thought they had really cool things going on. Like you had Kiefer Sutherland as a voice as a voice actor for World at War. You had, you know, the numbers Mason going on in Black Ops 1. I felt like there were there were good moments in those campaigns. But I never felt like, oh, the campaign's a complete and utter waste of time. There was even the one where it was like you were fighting robots and stuff. Even that one I thought was pretty fun and had its moments. I don't ever think they were like award winning. But then I thought, man, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, I feel like they really turned it around. The characters, uh, the stories, you know, the voice acting. I I don't know. I got really invested, and maybe that's why I'm more disappointed, because I was like, man, they really brought back some great characters and some great storylines with Price and Soap and Ghost. Like, it was like, oh, man, this is great. This is great, great storytelling without completely departing from what is fun in Call of Duty or what makes Call of Duty good. Seems like Sledgehammer is the weakest link. Maybe they should just be a support studio. I never played multiplayer until Warzone. I always liked the campaigns. The last campaign I played was Modern Warfare 1, which I enjoyed. My last multiplayer mode I played was 2009's Modern Warfare 2. That's when the franchise took a nosedive for me. I remember playing... um, I remember playing the... Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer and thinking this is this is a bad change. And then their Ghost was bad. Uh, I did not like Black Ops 1 or 2 for the multiplayer. I liked Black Ops 1 and 2 for the campaigns. I thought they were great. 
So my history with the game is a little spotty. Like I remember thinking Modern Warfare 3 is a bit of a is a bit of a down, is a bit of a dip down and Ghosts obviously people did not like there were a lot of people that didn't like Ghosts. Um don't blame Sledgehammer, blame Activision management. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. How many people did you kill in the airport? I didn't want to talk about that. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, they do give you like the other side of the infamous airport mission. It's just super linear. It's like they didn't even think to create... I don't even know. Even in the traditional missions, I feel like they're very linear. They're very like, go here, do this, walk in a straight line. There are three missions that feel like they're more big and bombastic and open. There, there is the first mission, there's Frozen Tundra, and then there's the last one. You're like in like a subway train underground place and you're doing different things. And there's a pretty crazy moment that happens that's kind of surprising. Like, I, th- but again, that's out of like 14 missions, there are three that feel like they're like at the caliber of a Call of Duty mission. And I agree with whoever said don't blame Sledgehammer, blame Activision, uh, blame Activision management. My theory this had nothing to do with Xbox. This has nothing to do with Microsoft. I think Activision executives said, let's have one more big sale. Let's have one more big annual release like game to sell. Let's do that before we're we're bought out. Like I don't know if that affects their annual, you know, their annual salaries or bonuses or whatever. Does it affect share value? There's all kinds of things that might have been a play here. Where they said, "Listen, we we can easily we can easily pad this out and structure this in a way where we can claim, oh yeah, this is this is an annual release. This is a full release game." When did Slanchhammer make a good Call of Duty? Again, I don't know if it's about that. Like, it's about the fact that they were tasked, as far as we can tell, they were tasked with building a DLC. If you play this like it's a DLC, it's fine. There's, it's like, oh, what if? Trust me, if you would have bought this for thirty or forty dollars, and you got like seven or eight missions, forget the open combat stuff. I think the open combat stuff was like a late addition, in order to like pad it out, right? I don't know if they did that in replace of like cutscenes or what, or maybe the open combat was a part of the DLC. Maybe they were like, we're going to give them a really, really good DLC. We're going to give this story a really, really good send-off. You know, 30 or 40 bucks. I think that's what they were tasked with. I think that's what they were told to do. Because a lot of things happen in the open combat missions. Like, a lot of things on the front end and the back end happen. Now, you could cut them, though. Because, like, this open combat mission that you're doing right here, you basically, like, destroy some helicopters, some, some, uh some kind of gas gets released and you leave like you get out of there that doesn't necessarily need to be a mission in the campaign that, that could be a summary statement in a in a cutscene you know yeah we took out their helicopters and we barely got out of there they released some chemical gas what they released a chemical chemical warfare like you can summarize that in like two sentences so some of these open combat missions could literally be added to just again just to pad things out would you consider a poll in here for those who play COD for multiplayer only campaign or both? Kind of interested to see where your community stands. I don't like doing polls in chat because they they go on the top of the chat and people tend to complain about them. And 
I'm not really interested. I think it's I think it's interesting to discuss it. Like there, I want to hear from people that are like, "Hey, I only like multiplayer. Hey, I only like campaigns." I don't like doing polls because then people on mobile always complain. They're like, it's at the top and I have, they have to dismiss it every time and it gets in the way. I wish they would do polls in a more interesting way, like put it at the bottom of the video or something. We used to do polls all the time and then I would consistently get um, I would consistently get complaints from people about them, so that's why I don't like doing them. Advanced Warfare was so cool. Zero HUD and beautiful graphics. Gave you a grapple hook from the very first mission. Great campaign as well. After Titanfall 2, my standard for shooter campaigns is very high. Titanfall 2 just had so many crazy big surprises that made me want to see what was coming next. COD has never made me feel that. Okay, TY. No problems, Uncle Brada. I don't like dismissing, like, a, like oh, I don't want to do a poll. I don't like doing that, but it, I, I liked doing them, and I stopped doing them based on negative feedback. I, like, I don't want to do something. We switched to normal latency. We used to run on uh, low latency, but we had so many people complaining about buffering that I switched to normal latency. Like, I'll switch things like that if I feel like it makes for a better viewer experience. Uh, Advanced Warfare took inspiration from Dead Space, which makes sense because uh, Schofield started Sledgehammer. Lono's thoughts on open combat missions. This could have been an email. <laughs> listen, listen. I really, really avoided a lot of I told you so's in, 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 in the monologue because I wanted to do it. I wanted to take a victory lap. It's like, I told y'all this is how it was going to be. I did. I was told I was a hater. I had so many people saying, they're like, you're hating on Modern Warfare 3 because Xbox is about to own it. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Are y'all paying attention? They told us without telling us that this was DLC. And we knew. We knew going into it that was very, very likely and then they started describing the open combat missions, and I'm like, listen to me, y'all. Don't fall for it. The open combat missions are going to be super generic. They're going to be like Spec Ops. They're going to be like DMZ. They're going to drop you into an open area. They're going to give you really generic objectives, and there's just going to be roaming AI. That's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. Give me my money. Give me my flowers. Give me my trophies. Give me my awards. I told y'all that's how it was going to be. I deserve more than a consolation prize on Jeopardy for that one. Like, I tried to tell y'all, and it always gets couched like that. It's like, no one can have an opinion anymore without it being couched in the console war. It's like, I don't give a frick who owns Call of Duty. I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna play it. And I could tell from the very beginning, I was like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a disaster. This is not, this is not gonna be, (laughs) this is absolutely not gonna be what I was hoping for. Because I was so in. I thought MW2 was great. I thought, man, do a DLC just with Alejandro and Valeria, please. Right? Like, I wanted more of that storyline. I wanted more of Farrah. Like, she actually has some of the better parts, I think, in this in this DLC and story. I think I think Farrah has some excellent parts. She's one of my other the other characters that I really like. John always with 26 months in a VIP. Lono Stradamas told us in the Lono log. 
I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do. <laughs> I wanted so badly to be like, I told you so. I didn't put it on the thumbnail. I didn't put it in the description, but I wanted to say it because I got so much hate. What time is it? Oh, shoot. I was supposed to do this at 30 minutes. Um, let's do it at 40 minutes. In one minute, I got I to gotta tell you guys about uh, the shirt I'm wearing. Los Aqueros DLC would be dope. It would be so dope, man. That's one of the best scenes. I saw an article that said exactly the same things I have been saying about the campaign. They were like, the spot where Graves betrays you. The time where Alejandro and Valeria are like going back and forth. And he's like, don't work with her. It's so, they're so good. I rewatched the scene where Graves betrays you in MW2. His facial expressions, the work that went into the emotion capture on Alejandro's face, on his face, it's awesome. In this game, I even feel like the cinematics aren't as good. I don't feel like they're as strong as MW2. Some of the faces don't look quite right. There's a couple of scenes where I'm like, that doesn't look like Graves. Even some of the scenes with Price. I'm like, Price doesn't look right. He looks weird. I wanted Alejandro to team up with Ghost again. Ah, oh, yeah. I wanted so many of those storylines to go into much better places, and this just doesn't feel like it, you know? Alright, alright. I need to tell you guys about the shirt I'm wearing, but I also need to tell you about the hoodie I'm wearing. Into the AM has a fall collection. I've got like a long sleeve sweater. It's green. I typically like to wear the hoodie in the studio because if I get too warm, I can take it off. So the long sleeve shirt, I'll have to wear it on a day where it gets particularly cold. We're still getting like warm, you know, fronts coming in. But the shirt as well comes from intotheam.com. They have a lot of sales coming up. Cyber Monday, Black Friday, all of that. Use code LONO. You can stack code LONO on top of any kind of sales that they're doing over there at Into the AM. You can also go to intotheam.com slash LONO. You will have noticed that I have switched to almost Into the AM all of the time whenever I am streaming. So if you see a really cool shirt and you're like, yo, what is that? Be sure to ask me because it's likely from them. We love working with them. Be sure to check them out. Check out their fall collection. Be sure to use code LONO over there. All right? Um, Into the Aim is awesome. Yeah, don't drop the soap. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with your face? Lono, I'm usually not the type of person that says every Call of Duty is unfinished, but I really got the feel during this campaign like it was glaringly obvious. Whole missions for two-minute OBJs. Dude, some of the missions are not even missions. There's Some of the missions aren't even missions. Like the one mission, you're on the plane and you don't even do anything. It's like, what is this? You're, it's it's basically a cutscene that they have you act out. You you remember right that you remember the 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 end of Modern Warfare Two where they gave us like a no Russian they gave us the no Russian cutscene right on the plane. You're like oh my gosh Makarov's back right when you finally get to play that out. It's not even a mission. It's stupid. You. <laughs> Just get out of your seat and you walk forward and I'm not spoiling it and some stuff happens and then you end up having to go back into the main cabin of the plane and then that's it. It's like four minutes long maybe? I don't even understand it. I I don't know, man. I don't know. And they end some character arcs and twist and turn some character arcs in ways that I just find so unsatisfying. 
so unsatisfying. After MW2, I'm like, what is this, dude? To be fair, I feel like the headlines for 10 years have been COD fans are angry, and then a few months later, COD's the Holy Grail again. I don't get it, but it happens over and over. Yo, Evries, welcome back. Thanks so much for renewing your membership. I remember before Modern Warfare 2 came out, I had missed out on Modern Warfare 1 reboot. I I, I was covering another game. 100% of my time was dedicated to this other game. So I couldn't dedicate time to games like Modern Warfare 1. And so when Modern Warfare 2 came out, I took an interest because I played the beta and I was like, yo, Modern Warfare 2 feels kind of good. Like the guns felt good, the movement, you know, everything felt like they had really... They had said that they were reworking gunplay. They had said that they were reworking things, right? And so I took an interest. And I remember I had people tell me, they were like, you missed out on such a good campaign in Modern Warfare 1 Reboot. So we went and we watched a recap. And I remember telling people, like, this is like a TV show. I was like, this is awesome. I felt like I was watching The Unit or like 24, right? And so that got me even more excited. And then I felt like Modern Warfare 2, they took what they had done in the reboot and they really carried it forward. I thought very well. I thought they did a good, good job taking a broad cast of characters. There's a lot of characters. They added new characters. They added twists, turns, betrayal. And they did it in a way where you don't even see it coming. Like they do it, I thought, I felt like they did it in a really good way. And so I think I'm even more disappointed coming into MW3 being like, okay, how are you going to culminate all this? How are you going to, how's this all going to come to a conclusion? And it just feels insanely rushed. It feels like that show that we've all watched shows that rush the final season and you're like, what is this? This doesn't feel like a good culmination. Yo, six months from my man, Brooklyn Breed. We made it six months. We do. And a 10 spot from Every's. After MW2 and Black Ops 2, I have left the franchise. It never really hooked me. MW2 came out at a time with shows like 24, and they obviously inspired it. The 2000s were a gem. you got to understand what I'm saying. When I say Modern Warfare Reboot and Modern Warfare 2, I'm talking about the two most recent games. I think their campaigns are excellent. They're great. And they got good reviews. They didn't get terrible scores. Modern Warfare 3 is getting ab- abysmal scores for its campaign. There were multiple outlets that gave it 4 out of 10. I'm like, what on earth? That's really low. And you want to know why they're giving it a 4 out of 10? Because they're basically judging it based on size versus price. I think that's the first thing that knocks it down. I think they knock it down a couple of points automatically. They're like, it's three, maybe four hours long for $70. Beyond that, what you get. So as soon as you think, man, that's really short. Then you realize why it's so short. Some of the open combat missions, he did the exact same thing I did. This is not my footage. Do you guys remember when I was playing this live? Remember when I was playing this live? Watch. He does the exact same thing I did. Watch. Watch. So he goes in this room. Yep. He sees the stuff on the table. He goes up to the stuff on the table and he gets shot through the glass. The same thing. <laughs> now he retreats. He's smarter than I am. I stayed in the room and I tried to fight and I died. But I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. They kept talking about a computer. I was like, oh, here's here's something. I was like, oh, it's just grenades. And then these guys, <laughs> it was a total trap. Yeah, IGN gave it a four. Yeah. 
Remember, a lot of development time is going into Modern Warfare Warzone Mobile. Yeah, but they have 11 studios, DTOM. Wouldn't there be a specific studio assigned to the mobile version? Isn't there, like, I mean, you got to design a game in a particular way if you're going to slap it on mobile, do you not? You can't just be like, oh, yeah, take the base game, put it on mobile. Like, you got to actually consider movement, map design, all those things are different on a mobile game to a certain degree, not always. I think Fortnite has done a pretty good job just like, yeah, you can play Fortnite on a mobile. Yo, it's good, Henry Heck. Three and a half hours for $70, please. Now that's what I call intellectual dishonesty. What do you mean? What's intellectually dishonest about that? A lot of people paid $70 for the campaign. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, what about the zombies and what about the multiplayer? Okay, keep something in mind here. Number one, the multiplayer maps are all for Modern Warfare 2. So you're, you know, you're buying, you're basically rebuying those. And that's fine. I think some, some people are going to be thrilled. I really do. I think some people are going to be absolutely thrilled with a return to the MW2 maps. And that's fine. I, I love those maps myself. That's where I met all of my clanmates back in the day was in MW2. Right? A two spot from Frozen Gamer, but people are enjoying the multiplayer. Sure. Sure. That doesn't mean this was worth $70. It's a DLC, bro. It's a DLC. It's a three-hour campaign. Half the missions aren't even real missions. And the maps that you're getting in multiplayer are remakes. And a lot of the reasons that people are enjoying multiplayer is because of updates to movement and, like, slide canceling and stuff. That's a patch, bro. You're, you're buying a DLC and a glorified patch for $70. This should have been 40 bucks. It should have been 40 bucks. That was the plan. Guaranteed. They were planning on selling this for probably like I was a $40 DLC. We got a Modern Warfare 2 remake Mac pack. What think about this with me for just a second. Why are you buying Modern Warfare 3 and getting Modern Warfare 2 maps? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about the fact that they're not giving you Modern Warfare 3 maps? They're giving you Modern Warfare 2 maps because maybe the original plan was that this was a Modern Warfare 2 DLC. That would make perfectly good sense as to why the Modern Warfare 2 story continues rather haphazardly and quickly. And the multiplayer is largely Modern Warfare 2 content. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the point. There would have been nothing wrong with being like, yeah, 40 bucks for a three-hour campaign and a bunch of MW2 remakes. Just print money, dude. People would have been thrilled. They would have been excited. They would have thought that's a that's an amazing amount of value. No doubt, no doubt. People would have thought this is great. I'm doing it. I'm I'm in. I'm buying that for forty bucks. You buy it for seventy, or you buy like the deluxe edition for a hundred, and then you're gonna be thinking a little bit differently about the fact that the, the campaign's three hours long and the maps aren't even from Modern Warfare Three. They're from Modern Warfare 2, and they're remakes. On the other side of Activision Blizzard, they are now selling early access for WoW expansions. How are they selling early access, though? I don't mind companies letting me pre-order a game and get in early. That doesn't bother me. I think that's fine. That's it's a, it's a leisure market. It's a luxury market. You know? You want, to, you, you want to attach early access to to me buying the game early? That doesn't bother me. As someone who has only two partially finished achievements away from Platinum Trophy on Spider-Man 2, I can say that game is worth 70 
Well, I, I find that to be an interesting discussion, how there's always been this notion that single-player games are on the way out, and then single-player games have done amazing this year. Commercially, some of the best-selling games have been single-player games. Starfield top charts for the month that it came out in, that's a single-player game. Hogwarts Legacy, single-player game. Breath of the Wild, single-player game. Spider-Man 2, single-player game. Final Fantasy 16, single-player game. Like, we've had a good year for single-player games. So I think the idea that, like, single-player games are on the out, I mean, come on. I don't think so at all. And I think that's why this feels like such a misfire. It's like, y'all can't turn your back on the single-player campaign of Call of Duty in a year where single-player games are having a great time. They're, they're, they're having a great time. They're doing very well. You know? D-Tom with 26 months renewing a Reforged writer. Thank you so much, D-Tom. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Alan Wake 2. Thank you. Alan Wake 2 just came out. Great scores. Everyone's celebrating it. Lies of P did not do as well with respect to its review scores, but it's still one of the higher rated games this year, or at least it's more celebrated. People are excited to have a, a unique take on Souls. It just didn't get the greatest review scores. Like, sadly... Yeah, Jedi Survivor. Well, I didn't say Jedi Survivor because Jedi Survivor launched in such a bad state. But you are correct. That's another very good commercially successful single-player game. Okay? I just don't think you're going to see a lot of, you know, nominations for Jedi. Well, at least I don't think it deserves it because it's one of my favorite games this year. But I hate to see that kind of behavior rewarded with award nominations, right? I'm very, I'm very torn on Jedi Survivor, right? Um. Yeah, well, Baldur's Gate 3 is not necessarily purely single-player because you can play with somebody else. So, it is, in many respects, I think in people's minds, though, single-player CRPG, but you can play with another person, so you don't necessarily have this feeling of like, oh, it's a single-player game. Ark? Ark got delayed. Which Ark are you talking about? Are you talking about that DLC they just had, like, a commercial for? I don't pay much attention to Ark because it's not, like, survival games like that. I'm more of a, I really love single player games. I really love shooters. I'm, you know, survival games I struggle with. Like, I love No Man's Sky, but I really liked No Man's Sky when I could do expeditions because it was like more of a shorter stint of um, of the survival aspects, you know? And that's not even a re- really hardcore survival game. There was a time where I was playing Ark with some people and was really enjoying it, but then it was in beta, so we had some problems with some glitches and performance issues and it just made it hard to it made it hard to enjoy that was back when they were that was a long time ago it's probably much better now i know people really really like it so i struggle with survival games you know i just i tend to do better with a game i can play co-op with my wife like we played a ton of diablo 3 we played every single borderlands beginning to end well the only one we've been saving is tiny tina's we, we got that one started and then we had some schedule changes where we just didn't have evenings available but we played borderlands 1 2 3 the pre-sequel all the dlc you know the diablo 3 we were really hoping diablo 4 would be better so i love co-op games with her i also like single player games like ghost of tsushima and spider-man action games like that where you're sort of just like getting to play through a nice open world cool story survival games i've just always struggled a little bit with you know i've given them a chance and sometimes they just don't 
I don't know. There's something about them that I want to like. I'm like, oh, this could be so fun. But then I think some of it is just the time commitment. You know, when you get to a season in life where you can only play games in short stints for like an hour to two hours, those games are hard to play because you need to put in, I feel like you need to put in longer play sessions with those games. Um, RTB gaming channel with $5. Uh, all games you said push their own envelopes beside maybe Starfield and COD. I don't know what you mean by push their own envelopes. Hang on. I have a tech appointment today. I got to answer this. Hello? Yes. Okay. Sorry, sorry. We switched ingest servers, and I also got a phone call at, like, the same time. It was my cardiologist. I have an appointment tomorrow. It's, like, a checkup. I have not been there in, like, a year, and they want to, they want to like, do a check-in because, like, I'm fine. Everything's better, but they like to keep a record of all of that. So, sorry about that. Um, Is Lona still doing VIP streams? Yes, that's only once a week, though, on Fridays. It's crazy how disappointing Borderlands 3 was compared to BL2 and the pre-sequel. I didn't like pre-sequel that much, but I I did like some of the additions they did. They did the claptrap thing where like the guns and the techno-y synthwave music. That I felt like that one was pretty good. So Yeah, oh the glasses are from Gamer Advantage. They are a new there are new pair of frames that I got recently. I I'm always changing my frames up. I've got like four frames from them. These ones are larger, they're a little bit more old school looking. And they do come with sunglasses clip-ons. A lot of their glasses come with uh, sunglass clip-ons. The really light ones that I like, the Horizons don't. The ones that are see-through, like the translucent ones, transparent ones or whatever. Uh, those do not have uh, the the clip-on sunglasses. 
BL2 and Handsome Jack carry the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are the games that I, I enjoy. And here's the thing. I've always liked playing the Call of Duty campaigns. I remember playing through World at War with my buddy. I believe... Have we had a Call of Duty campaign since then that you could play with other people? I don't think you have. Because we always were wanting them. We, we were always wanting to play through the Call of Duty campaigns together. And for whatever reason, they did that in Mon- and they did that in World at War, and then they didn't do it again. And it was always so disappointing. Yo, Spectre Gant, thanks for jumping back in as a VIP. If you guys are enjoying the show, we just hit one hour into the broadcast. That usually means we're about halfway through the show. Make sure you have hit subscribe and the bell button. Make sure you've smashed like. Whenever we switch ingest servers like that, it does hurt us a little bit because uh, YouTube sometimes does like maintenance in the background and they basically bump you to a new ingest server and we, it kind of hurts us a little bit. So do all the things and it'll help us out a little bit. I don't, I don't, I wish I could control when that happens. You know, I would, I would obviously not put us on that ingest server if I could when that when that's going to happen. Uh, Kira He with a five spot says, what do you think of Phil Spencer's comment at BlizzCon about PlayStation players are still welcome? For me, it's pretty weird. It's not really a new statement. It's not really... He's not saying anything new. He said that before. I think, I think his... Listen, I... That's not really what today is about. I don't want to get pulled into a discussion about whether or not Xbox is headed towards, you know, being a publisher or Phil Spencer or any of that. That's not what today is about. I, I feel like sometimes we get off on those tangents and it, it's not really what this 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 video in particular is about. And then people will clip it and say, well, he's supposed to talk about Call of Duty and he's talking about Phil Spencer and he's bashing Xbox. And it's like, I sometimes I feel like I'm getting baited and it's like, I, I don't like constantly having to sw- change subjects. And I don't think that really has anything to do with today's subject. I know I say this all the time, but it's true again today. This news is almost unbelievable, yet somehow unexpected. How does this keep happening? I Here's the problem, though. I'm not surprised, but that's only because of everything that we saw up to now. Like, everything we saw up to now, I knew this was going to be the result, but here's the thing. MW Reboot and MW2, nobody said this. Right? Nobody walked away from those campaigns and said, oh my gosh, these are a joke. These are terrible you know, these are, these are, these are awful campaigns. These were short. These were terrible, right? Nobody walked away from either of those and said that. Now I had some people say that they felt like modern warfare two wasn't as good as the modern warfare reboot. I had some people say that, but generally speaking, I felt like people were far more responsive to those games and were like, man, these are, these are good stories. These are good characters. I've been playing Call of Duty since the first game, and I thought they were excellent. I thought they did what I want a Call of Duty campaign to do. This has nothing to do with Xbox. Uh, Even uh, next couple of games probably are too late for Microsoft to change much. Uh, I'd like more like a games in three years. Yo, good morning, Feed. I see you in the chat. This is Codex Parting Gift. You still haven't finished the MW2 campaign? I I thought it was great. (laughs) I thought it was great. I don't know. The pigs keep going back to the slop. Master continues throwing the slop. 
But that's not been what's happening. Like, you guys keep running with the narrative that I don't think is true. If you look at the reviews and the critical reception of the MW, the Modern Warfare campaign and the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, nobody was saying what we're saying today. You're, you're, you're writing some false narrative where like, oh, it's always bad. The campaigns always suck. No, that's not true. They were, they were both received very well in relation to where the game had been prior. It was like, this was a good treatment of classic characters. Yes, many people had complaints about multiplayer. I'm not talking about that. I, I, don't, I don't think this idea that, like, well, Call of Duty's always bad. I, if Call of Duty's always bad, then why are you paying any attention to it? That would be my question. The only reason I got back in was because Modern Warfare 2 beta felt good, so I took notice of it. I thought the Modern Warfare 2 campaign was excellent. When we watched the recap of the Modern Warfare 1 reboot campaign, I thought it was also excellent. I was like, this is great. I was like, this is this is what I always remembered Call of Duty being about. Like it just felt good, it felt bombastic, it felt intense, it felt it felt awesome. I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like we've been on some downward trajectory with respect to the story. The last time a mainline COD release and the multiplayer was universally praised. It's mixed because they also have Warzone. And there was an era of time where people thought Warzone was really, really good. And then Warzone has now gotten to a place where people like want it to return or they want people to, you know, they want people to they want things to change or whatever and so the idea of like the next version of Warzone many people are thinking is going to be like a return to greatness I don't play Warzone but the narrative around Warzone is there was a time where everybody thought Warzone was good but that's the battle royale and then the multiplayer this is where it gets confusing because then you have the more stripped down multiplayer in the annual releases Vanguard was generally trashed people were like this is garbage MW2 came out and it was basically mixed responses. There were people that were upset about slide cancel, but there were people that enjoyed DMZ. There were people that enjoyed the larger game modes, but then there were people that complained about skill-based matchmaking. Then there were people that complained about the gunsmith, but then there were people that liked the gunsmith. I felt like Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer was more of like split on what people thought. It didn't feel as... It didn't feel as typical. It wasn't like, oh yeah, dude, Modern Warfare 2, here we go again, this is trash. It didn't feel that way. It felt like there were people that were defending it and enjoying it, while there were people that were saying MW2's you know, multiplayer was bad. I'm speaking specifically to the campaigns. Uh, talents with a two-month renewal. World at War had multiplayer campaign because Halo was still a threat at the time. Oh, you mean the co-op campaign. I don't know if that's true. You think they did that purely because of Halo? You can't make a perfect multiplayer every time. If the first one you make is perfect and can't be improved uh, on or changed in a positive manner, how do you expect to sell further CODs when a multiplayer is they, uh, with the multiplayers they currently do? I do think Call of Duty is a great test case for the idea that you can't necessarily improve or make changes. I remember playing all the Call of Duties with my friends and I remember that always being the conversation of we we are just playing the same game right we're playing the same game and it's never changed it's never any good 
And then when they made significant changes, everybody complained. Like, we've always said that, right? Like, if you change too much, then people complain that you've sort of lost your way, you've lost your soul. If you don't change enough, then it's... Then it's all, yeah, it's the same. Always been. They never make any changes. So it's either you don't change enough or you've changed too much. I feel like... I feel like Call of Duty is the best case of this. Like, it's the best test case where you can look and see that when they don't make changes, everybody complains. When they make too many changes, everybody complains. There never really seems to be, like, a sense of of satisfaction. And here's another open combat mission, which is just a great example of... They go up to this chest to swap their weapon... They get spotted by somebody a mile, like, all the way over there. It's dark, it's late, and they got spotted. So, obviously, Yep's now, you know, and what they were trying to do is they were trying to get another silenced weapon. And now they've got to, like, go into this... I rewound it and you guys couldn't see it, sorry. So they go up to this thing, they take out two people silently. I swear this environment's, like, right out of Spec Ops. It feels so familiar. Open this up. And then it's basically bait. So they're like, well, you went and stood in the lights. Now we can see you. So now what they do is as soon as, as soon as one person sees you, they all know where you are. So this person here has to go inside and basically hide. And they basically hide in this building and just wait for all the enemies to come to them. Like, it's just like the DMZ. It's just like it. Complain, but still play the game. I mean, I'm not complaining, but still playing the game. I played Modern Warfare 2, got invested in the story. I wanted to see what happened. I thought the campaign in MW2 was great. What am I supposed to do? Not play the new game and just assume that it's bad? That wouldn't make any sense. Why, why would you not play it? I'm, I'm not telling people to play it. I'm saying this is what we were concerned about. We were concerned that this was going to be DLC. We were concerned this was going to be really thin and really flat. I'm still a believer that Ghost gets more hate than it deserves. I really enjoy that one. Same with Infinite Warfare. Oh, you mean most of the people who complain. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, My memory of Ghosts is I'm foggy on the campaign, but me and my buddies did all of the, the Clan Wars stuff during Ghosts, which was irritating because there were some maps in there that were rough. Love the shirt. Thank you so much. It's another one from Into the AM. Be sure to check it out. Uh, And currently, currently, it's early in the month. It's early in the month, and you guys are well on your way uh, with the member count. We are sitting at, I believe, 2,900. I think the next goal that we had was uh, was 3,500 for the King Kong game. Yeah, we're currently at 2,900, so we're well within reach of that milestone. This is a different month, though, because I will be gone the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, so we, we, if you guys want to try and boost that up beforehand, this is the time to do it. It's also the week of my birthday, but I will not be taking off time for that. I'll just stream like normal. Uh, we always do the birthday stuff on the weekends. If you defend mediocrity, that's what you're going to get. Nothing wrong with fair criticism. Black Ops 2 was the best. Uh, on the rest was not my type. I liked the Black Ops 1 campaign. I remember that being... I, re- I remember loving that. I thought that was awesome. I thought they did a really, really good job with with sort of surprising you at the end and you, had, you, know, you didn't really see it coming. And I also thought it was just well done. I remember it being pretty intense throughout the entirety of it. I liked it. 
I think that one, and I remember enjoying Modern Warfare 2, and I remember enjoying World at War with a buddy of mine. Um, Solemn says, you can't make too many players requested changes to the game, or they'll have nothing left to change in the future to sell you more games. They have to be careful not to make it too good. That would ruin their business. Well, now you sound like you should be working at Bungie. (laughs) Black Ops 1 raised the bar of storytelling in a COD campaign. I have a few friends who just basically play COD, Halo, Madden, and Street Fighter. If I want to play with them, it needs to be one of those. I remember when all of my friends and I were playing Quake 3, and they all jumped to EverQuest, and that was terrible. We were always playing Quake 3 or Unreal Tournament, and when they jumped to EverQuest, it was like, oh, I did not want to play that. (laughs) I remember I tried. I remember I tried to get into EverQuest and they were helping me. This was later in life. So now I'm at college and it's the summertime and my friends are off doing different things and doing different trips. So I'm at the, I'm at the bachelor pad kind of by myself. So whenever I'm not at work, I'm like, oh, I'd love to have a game to play. Maybe I could finally get into EverQuest. I actually had long stretches of time where I could play because nobody was in town. All I was doing was working. So I got EverQuest, I reconnected with a couple of these guys, and we were in a forest killing spiders for like two or three hours, and I was like, I can't do this, man, this is mind-numbing. So I remember I went to Best Buy that night, I shut it down, I was furious, I was like, this is so lame. I went to Best Buy that night, and I bought the Diablo 2, like, collectors, it had everything included, what was it, Lord of Destruction? Um, I bought that. And did a did a whole fresh playthrough as a druid because I had already played it, but I was like, this that just made me want to play Diablo. You deserve that for when you ditched me in Unreal Tournament to jump to Quake Three. I didn't desert anybody. I played both. I just got into a clan, man. I had stuff to do. You know, we had we had scrims to be in and stuff. I remember playing the first Call of Duty and getting up to that fence line and somebody shooting the fence from like a window and pieces of the fence are like flying off. I was like, bro, I've never played a game like this. This is incredible. I remember my dad telling me about it. He's like, you need to play this mission. He's like, and you need to wear headphones. And I was like, all right. It was nuts. I I thought it was the coolest thing. It was so exciting. Keep in mind, I'm not defending them. I'm just pointing out why it has to be that way. I think you're completely simplifying and misdiagnosing what has happened this time around. I, I think you're off in left field speaking very platitudinously about this and it just isn't really added anything to the discussion. Like, that's not what happened. MW3 didn't try to innovate. They didn't try to keep things the same. It's lazy. It's a DLC. This is, this is not a new Call of Duty that tried to do double jumping and wall running. It's not a new Call of Duty that stuck too close to formula. It's literally a DLC that they sold at full price. What you're saying doesn't even apply. Like, that's why I haven't really engaged what you're saying. I'm like, okay, yeah, they can't give you too much. They can't innovate too much, change too much. They can't make it good. You're not talking about Modern Warfare 3. Modern Warfare 3 is a joke. It's an insult. It's like, this is not what you give people for $70. Not after MW Reboot and MW2. You're just like you're just like doing this weird platitude hand wave of like, well, you know, they can't do too much or innovate or change too much. I don't know what you're talking about. That this this is not at all a full game offering. It isn't. It's a joke. 
it's a literal joke for $70 what they gave us is a joke it's a 30 to 40 dollar DLC you're misdiagnosing what happened like if you play through modern warfare 2 and you think some of the missions are samey or familiar well then what you're saying applies but what you're saying doesn't apply to modern warfare 3 I was talking in general about COD multiplayer. Oh, multiplayer. This one in particular, I already agree with the points you made. Oh, which is why I didn't say Modern Warfare 3. Right. Well, and the multiplayer, I think, is going to land similarly with a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to jump into the multiplayer and be excited about the movement. And I think the nostalgia of the maps is going to be exciting for a little while. But then I think people are going to start to think, like, what did I buy? Like, what did I buy? I bought remade maps a three-hour campaign, <clears throat> you know, I think I think people are going to say that they're like, "Dude, what what did I buy here? Was is this a full, is this a full game? <laughs> like, is, is is this what what is this?" Yeah, I saw that the Tlu multiplayer game director said they're still working on it. I okay. If that launches by itself, I'll fall out of my chair. <clears throat> you have nerves saying that the people who were let go from Bungie were non-essential. One of those people was Salvatore. Yes, I'm well aware that people clipped me out of context the day that everything broke and we knew nothing and we were basically commenting on what we knew at the time. And yes... People are trying to act as if that's what I think about the Bungie layoffs. 24 hours later, when the full news story broke, I covered it and talked about how mismanaged it was, how Bungie completely mishandled it. The day it broke, we had like a handful of community managers saying they had been laid off. And it was like, it did not seem like this major story. It was like, it seems like a bunch of non-essential personnel have been let go for downsizing purposes in a year where thousands of people have been laid off. Like... What is it up to? 16,000 from Microsoft? I mean, how many did Epic lay off? Like, it's this is happening industry wide. And I made flippant remarks about the fact that, like, I, we only have seen non essential personnel let go. At the time that I made those remarks, we did not know the full story. But the typical clip snipe, scumbag, low life behavior of Twitter, they all run back to a stream where the story had not yet been covered exhaustively and I make remarks about we saw a handful of tweets and it's like this doesn't seem like a big deal they were non-essential if you're going to cut costs those are the first people to go tons of people have lost their jobs this year this isn't special this isn't some special scenario well then the story broke and it's like well this is a special scenario this is a special scenario And then I covered it. And then I actually did a full-length monologue. And I actually researched it. But you wouldn't know that. Because you're watching a clip. They literally cut the slice. They sliced it up. It's like 30 seconds of me interrupting myself. It's like all these like individual little snippets. It's like... It's just pathetic low-light behavior, dude. That's all it is. I'm not concerned with liars and smear merchants, man. You want to bring it to my doorstep, I'll address it, but that's just not at all a representation of what I think once we actually got the full scope of the story.
Uh, COD community gets overhyped over old maps redone. Uh, that, not before, but the reuse and updated maps is an ad to the COD community. I'm not sure what you're trying to say, Apex. Hold on, hold up. I think that's a bit of our family video game history that I completely missed or forgot. Our dad was the one who'd introduced COD to us. Yes. Yeah, he played it first. My dad played Call of Duty first because he, I believe he was also the one that introduced us to Rise of the Triad, if my memory is correct. I know for a fact he played COD first because I remember him telling me, you've got to play this mission. It was the opening mission because you you start up in like a, it's dark and it's kind of a grassy area and you go down and you end up at a, at a fence line. You hide behind some cows at one point, I think. I think that's the first, uh, that I believe that's the first mission. I remember him telling me, you got to play this and you got to play this with headphones on. All the staff who were let go were non-essential, all 100. Bungie decided that when they let them go. It is what it is, and it's not arguable. Everybody's trying to turn that story into something that it's not. That's all. I mean, if you want to get super hyperbolic and act like it was it was a it was a unique circumstance, and these people are somehow worse off than the other thousands that have been laid off this year, I think that betrays your own hypocrisy. You're treating this differently than the other layoffs, which means you're just grinding an axe and you don't actually care about the people that were laid off. You're just an opportunistic loser. It was our cousin who first showed us Wolf 3D. Dad brought home copy of Doom from work. And I, we didn't get to play Doom. Doom, as far as I remember, it was never installed in our home. It was Wolf 3D and then a long time of nothing. And then Quake 2, Quake 3, Unreal Tournament... And then I remember my dad being like, this Call of Duty game is really good. You got to check it out. I think he might have also checked out Medal of Honor, if I remember right. I don't want to spoil if Lona hasn't finished. I've seen everything. I've seen everything. I know everything that happens. In Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, you're talking about Spider-Man? No, 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 no. I, that, we're, why are you bringing up Spider-Man? We're not talking about Spider-Man today. We're talking about Call of Duty. <laughs> like, I don't bring up things that have happened in a completely separate game storyline. I just don't understand why people are trying to blame Modern Warfare 3 on... I don't know why people are trying to blame it on Xbox. That's that's the one that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I think some of it is essentially a console war chess game. It's like we spent leaks, leaks... We spent weeks leading up to the Modern Warfare 3 launch watching rabid... Xbox fanatics talk about how well this is an Xbox game look at Sony selling an Xbox game it's like okay it's an Xbox game well then wear it this thing's a disaster and getting low scores I think the whole thing is comical because I think both sides are wrong (laughs) both sides are wrong it's like one side is yelling that the sky is yellow and the other side's yelling that the sky is purple. And it's like, you're both idiots. Like, <laughs> you're both wrong. 
I haven't seen anyone blame Xbox. Oh, I've seen a ton of Sony-centric accounts acting like this is all on Xbox. This is Xbox quality. And I'm like, come on. This has nothing to do with Xbox. Get out of here. Xbox fans were calling Diablo 4 a first-party title before the deal even went through. That's, I mean, that's true. That also happened. It's just absurd ownership is everything and then if the game's bad they're like yeah it's not xbox's fault it's like come on bro it's either you're either taking credit for it or you're not right it's like if this game would have been a banger if sledgehammer would have blown people away right if they'd have blown people away and this would have been a big surprise you know sledgehammer you know shatters records some people still know how to treat the customer <laughs> the office no um if that would have been the headline like modern warfare 3 bigger than expectations or you know sets the bar if that would have happened these same people would have been like that's right look at this xbox game they had been throwing it on their metacritic collages that they make their stupid metacritic collages they're like yeah <laughs> This, this is this is our game. What? Okay. When it's bad, it's not. Sure. Okay. And the same thing's happening with Quantum Error. I never claimed that was a PlayStation game, and the people that did were just being silly. Just because the game comes to the console first doesn't mean it's your game. Baldur's Gate Three isn't a PlayStation game either. It's all ridiculous. It's like the minute you enter that discussion, you don't know which way's up because everybody's using their own completely duct taped together goalposts. It's like you're counting a game coming to PlayStation first as a PlayStation game. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense at all. You could call it an inadvertent time exclusive or I call them late arrivals. I think it's a better description. Baldur's Gate 3 is not a time exclusive. It's a late arrival, right? And we know why. We know why that Lord of the Rings Return to Moria game. It's not a time exclusive. It's a it's a late arrival. They're having to do more work before it can come to Xbox. And yes, that's upsetting if you own an Xbox and have to wait for games, right? Now I would I would I would imagine people are not as upset about the Lord of the Rings Moria game as they are Baldur's Gate 3. But they're late arrivals. Like this idea that we're gonna say, well, because Quantum Error didn't have a version that was going to hit Xbox as a PlayStation game. It's like, I never ran with that narrative because that narrative is stupid, right? And I would never run with the narrative that, like, Modern Warfare 3 is Xbox's fault. I think all of it's a waste of time. You're, you're talking about some imagined reality where if you, if you claim these are the goalposts, then, that, then you start counting certain goals. You're like, yep, we have a bunch of points. And it's like... Yeah, but you just constructed your own goalposts. Like, Modern Warfare 3, as a strategy and a plan, if you're looking for somebody to blame, it makes way more sense to look at Activision executives that wanted one last annual Call of Duty to sell before the deal ended. Because think about it. According to Phil Spencer, they weren't even sure that this deal was closing in 2023. There was the likelihood that when the CMA approved the provisions where they're giving the cloud services to Ubisoft, there was a chance that the whole thing started over again and they reopened the investigation. 
So Phil Spencer said on the Xbox podcast, he said, we've not even met with them. It's why he's explaining why there's no Call of Duty hitting Game Pass like right away. He's explaining that. He's basically saying, we didn't, we didn't meet with them. We, we have no idea if and when this thing was going to close. So he's saying that, which means Modern Warfare 3, as a plan, as a strategy, as an executive level decision, wherever it was made, it was an Activision decision. It was not an Xbox or Microsoft decision. Even after the deal has been in place for a while, the most hands Xbox is probably going to have on titles like COD, Diablo, and WoW is where where those games are, which likely won't change. Right, I think the first line of Xbox involvement with Call of Duty is going to be going back through the classic titles and, and, and creating a rhythm of when those hit Game Pass. I don't even think they're worried about like, yo, what game are you building next? How many missions does it have? Is it going to be worth $70? I don't even think that's the front burner issue right now. I think as far as Microsoft and Xbox is concerned, they're trying to put as much as they can on Game Pass next year. 2024 is going to be the year where every financial report for Xbox is higher than it was previously. I believe you're going to see Game Pass subscription growth. They're going to have a marketing leverage that they did, they've not had before. They will own Call of Duty. Okay, that's a huge marketing leverage. That's a huge marketing advantage. So I think next year will be a big year for Xbox as a gaming division. It'll probably be their strongest year to date. That's what I, that's what I think. And that's why I think none of this has anything to do with them. Now, the question we should be asking is... What does Microsoft, what does Xbox think about this format? Do they think basically selling DLC as a $70 game is a good idea? If, if it hurts PR, public reception, and total sales. Modern Warfare 3 is 100% on Activision Blizzard. There's no way Xbox had any fingers near it. The deal wasn't even sure it was going through during the game's development. It was honestly looking like it wouldn't. Right, in January of this year, I thought, this is not looking good. A lot of companies were weighing in with complaint. Like when Google when Google and NVIDIA got involved, I was like, I don't know, this deal might get blocked. And then it looked like everything was going to move forward. And then the CMA pulled their thing where they're like, no, we don't know about cloud. And then the FTC did their thing. And I was like, I don't know, dude, this thing might get, this thing might get shut down or at the very least significantly delayed. We weren't sure if they were going to have to do divestitures or provisions like they did with cloud gaming. There's no way, there's no timeline where, you know, Phil Spencer sits down with Activision Blizzard and is like, we really think you should sell one more annual release. That doesn't make any sense at all. It just doesn't. Now, there's a potential reality where the merger is a part of the motivation, but it was still Activision's choice. I don't know if there's some sort of a provision where if within the year they're purchased, they generate a certain amount of revenue or something, will they get bonuses? I don't know. That still, I think, is the hard... the, The most likely explanation is it's related to what Activision Blizzard executives will get from another annual release. I don't think... 
forcing this annual release at 70 I don't think it benefits Microsoft in any way as the brand new buyer of the property it doesn't it doesn't help their it doesn't serve their aims at all being a potential buyer doesn't give you any authority right even a polite nudge wouldn't have been enough because more than likely this plan was put into place late 2022 early 2023 if in the middle of 2023 we're already seeing marketing materials for modern warfare 3 this plan was approved long before that You've already got your logo made, you've got it sent out with branding standards, and you've approved the marketing materials at Monster. That's months. That doesn't happen quickly. That means this decision was likely made far earlier in 2023 or potentially in late 2022, making it virtually impossible for Xbox or Microsoft to even remotely have a say in the matter. Like, so, I do have... Uh, another another video today. We're going to go to it in about an hour. We're going to go to it in about an hour. It's about a bunch of... I think I may have finally figured out what the day before is doing. I may have figured it out. So that's what today's video is about. We've we've got some, some fresh intel on them basically stealing ideas from other games. And uh, so that video will go live in about an hour. If you've been enjoying the talk show so far, hit subscribe so you can talk in the chat. Hit the like button. We should set our sights on 400 likes. Let's set our sights on the member goal. We're two away from an amazing layup. If any of the big boys are around, don't be afraid to single gift a member. Sometimes I think the big guys scare people off. It's like the single gifted members are greatly appreciated. If you can't do a membership, be here as often as you can. Hit like, hit subscribe. If you talk in chat, those are all things that give you a greater likelihood of getting a gifted membership. We have a very, very generous community here. Since November of last year, we've hit this goal every day and then some. Every 25, I give five back to you. Some days I'm gifting 100 members back to the community. It's been, it's been insane. So thank you guys so much. First time listening to your channel, Twitter snippets paint you as a Sony pony. Tuning in myself, you seem to be a gamer who calls it as it is. Oh, calls it as he sees it. Uh, Plan to be here for the future to support your channel. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that that kind of nonsense is continuing to go on. I appreciate thoughtful people like yourself that come and watch the channel and make up your own mind. Thank you so much. Zubair gifts a member and takes us to four members on the day. Thank you so much, Zuby. And it goes to JG from Space. JG from Space is here all the time, so the gifted membership thing works. It goes to the people that are here a lot. Um, I love COD whatsoever. No, hey, bro, waiting for COD MW3 to stream live. I mean, I streamed it last week. I'm not going to be streaming it again today. Do you really think CEO Bobby Kotick is going to sell things for less? Microsoft's logo is on the physical copy of Modern Warfare 3. That's kind of weird. Well, there were likely there were likely provisions made in the event that the deal went through. That might be a requirement of the deal. Is that look, if the ink goes dry on this date and you start shipping a game on this date, we want our name on that. Does that make sense? So they likely had two mock-ups ready to go. And as soon as the ink was dry, they said, 
No, we got to go with the one that says Microsoft. And a five bomb from Kraos. Kraos has been consistently super generous to this channel recently, taking us to nine gifted members on the day, almost halfway there, going to people like Thanos and Fillmore. They are here all the time. Welcome back in, guys. Glad to see you getting those memberships once again. We appreciate that very, very much. If you can afford a membership and you get a gifted membership, don't worry. You can pay it forward to somebody else. Kraos gifts another one. Thank you so much, Kraos. And he rounds us out to 10 members on the day. 10 out of 25. Appreciate that so, so much. Kraos. You paid $70 for Spider. I don't want to hear one of the biggest asset flips ever. It's hilarious how objectively false that is, so there's no reason to engage with it. I don't engage with lies. What's the opposite of Agent of Chaos? Kratos just did that and tidied up the count. <laughs> what? He's a... <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't know. <laughs> He's like a nanny. He came, in and, he came in and cleaned up the butler, the maid. I have no idea. I think we're getting a little carried away, Zuby. Henry Heck! Throws things off a bit. Gifts a member. See, the single gifteds add up. You guys do not need to do these big member bombs like these guys do, man. You do one, five bucks, pay it forward to somebody else. It's super nice. Thank you so much, Henry Heck, for doing that. Thank you so much for the membership, says Chris. May you and everyone in the chat live long and prosper. Thank you so much. The logo stuff is a false narrative because if we use that logic, RE4, Gotham Knights, and MLB The Show are owned by Microsoft. I don't care about the logo. I Like I said, it's probably a part of the contract. Like, once you own that property, Microsoft's probably like, we want our logo on there. I, that's, I don't think there's an issue there. That doesn't even seem like the paragon of order. <laughs> it doesn't even seem like that big of a deal. It's like, yeah, it's their property now. Brother, if you're writing a check with that many zeros on it, I think you want your name on the games that are going out there, bro. <laughs> like, I don't think that's abnormal at all. You know? A gifted member from True SSJ Havoc, thank you so much for taking us to 12 members on the day. Appreciate you so, so much, sir. And it goes to Shade. What's your opinion about PUBG? I don't really have an opinion on PUBG. I played it a really long time ago, and... I don't know. I always felt like it was kind of glitchy and buggy. The sound would sound would get funky. I always said if a more optimized Battle Royale came out, it would crush it, and Fortnite said, hold my beer. So, no physical copies. Uh, a single gifted from Stonespire. Thank you so, so much. Taking us just two away from the 10-bomb layup. Thank you so much. 13 out of 25. Solemn says, I loved Spider-Man 2, and I'm an Xbox guy that dislikes Sony as a company. I, I'm i just taking my time with it, dude. I, I was playing it with my son on Saturday. My daughter started the game by herself, and, and my son and I were doing the he's on a controller, I'm on a controller thing, and it's just fun, dude. My daughter was geeking out. She's like, is it Sandman? Is it Sandman? Papa, is it Sandman? I'm like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. Play it and find out. And she swings through the two buildings and she's like, it's Sandman. She's like, I knew it. (laughs) It was the cutest thing in the world. She got excited when there was sign language in the game because on her own, she studied it. She's like gotten books from the library. She's really interested in American sign language. She doesn't even know any deaf people. 
And she was super excited. She's like, is she doing sign language? I was like, yeah. She's like, that's so cool. Like, she was, like, so excited. It's, it's a, that game is fun. That game is fun. It's a joy. A single from Rissick and a single from Lone Wolf. There it is. The 15 out of 25 layup. Rissick bumps it a little too far, though. Now it's a layup for Agent. I appreciate that so, so much, Rissick. I love that for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was struggling a teeny bit with a Sandman fight, so I was having to, like, tell her what to do, because it's a lot. It's like there's a lot of on-screen cues, and if she's not looking for them, she's, like, swinging around having fun. She didn't didn't understand. So, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, I wish I could record it and show it to you guys. It's, like, the most adorable thing. And my son is like, come on, dude, because, like, I'm helping her, you know? And he's loving it. He's loving it. He just beats a tar out of everybody. And I just, I just hit the, uh, I just hit the dodge button to ensure that he stays alive. <laughs> I just hit the dodge button to ensure he stays alive, and I, you know, I heal him if he, if he needs it. Logo has nothing to do with ownership. I agree, though. If you paid seventy billion, you want your name on it, but you wouldn't have on the back. You plastered on the front. Um. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just don't have a strong opinion on them putting their logo on it. Um. Hey, Lono, I managed to get a new job working remote, able to tune into the streams while I'm working now. Yo, Pulse Reflection, good to see you, dude. You know what's particularly damning for Xbox? My 7- and 9-year-old have been gobbling up PS5 games like Ratchet and Clank, Miles, and Astros. They don't care about my Xbox. We've I've had similar experiences, Nova. I My daughter remarked the other day, she's like, we haven't turned the Xbox on in a long time. And I told her, I said, oh, well, you can, you can, you can turn it on. You can play GoldenEye. And she was like, mm, she's like, let me try Spider-Man. I was like, all right. Because she liked, she was enjoying GoldenEye, which I thought was hilarious. Like an old, you know, basically, I mean, it looks like an old game. You know, it doesn't even, it doesn't even look like a new game. She didn't seem to care. She was having fun with it. I love the hype uh, and the announcement excitement of the gifted membership. It gets my heart pumping. <laughs> no worries, man. Appreciate you having you here. Super duper Soto. Uh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Brett Williams of six months of membership. So you're going to talk tomorrow about the TLU multiplayer still being in development or can we chat about it now? I'm late. Sorry if you've already covered. Not really the topic of discussion right now and it doesn't really affect any of my predictions. I would not be surprised if it gets baked into the director's cut of TLU 2. I, I have I have very strong doubts that thing ever launches on its own. Brickmas of Blend will be available I think I think it should be available once I'm back from Thanksgiving. Uh, Sven talking about Modern Warfare 3. Since that is the topic, he says, I tried giving the game the benefit of the doubt. I feel insulted after playing the campaign. Worst part is I heard back from PlayStation customer support. They can't refund me the game because I already downloaded it. GG Cod, you got my 70 for a four hour campaign. I mean... I don't necessarily want a refund because I knew what I was signing up for, right? I knew what I was signing up for, but I do wonder sometimes, like, when they let us play this early, I don't know. Like, I love you, Sven, but you kind of are asking for it, right? You could have waited. You could have waited and been like, what's everybody saying? And by Friday night, I think you would have had your answer. 
you know. Sadiqwa gifts a member. Thank you so much. Inching us a little bit closer to the 25 goal. Thank you so much for gifting that membership. It goes to Devil Shooter. Guitar solo alert. Okay, thank you. Oh, that's another bad one. There we go. Yeah, if that guitar solo song comes up, feel free to tell me. I'll skip it. I can't stand it either. If that song comes up, it's like, just tell me and I'll skip it. I don't have my headphones on unless I'm like playing a game or doing a podcast. And so I can't hear the music. Every company should adopt Steam's refund policy. I agree with that. I think Steam has the best layer of consumer protection out there. I do. I think I think customers are the most protected on Steam because I wouldn't be surprised if a ton of people got I wouldn't be surprised if they got less than 2 hours into this campaign and said, "What the heck?" I love that everyone hates that song. It's so annoying. When I hear it on one of my past broadcasts, if I'm like looking for a clip or something, I'm like, oh gosh, that freaking song. And here's the thing. I can't remove it from the playlist because the way Spotify works, they added songs to this playlist in December of last year. It might be time for me to make my own playlist and remove those songs. If I do that, the only dilemma is when StreamTunes adds new songs to the playlist, my my playlist won't get updated. I wish I could just go in and like right click and say skip this song every time. I don't think there's a way to do that. I can add save as a like song, add to queue. Yeah, I don't have the ability and I can give it a heart. I wish I could just give it a thumbs down and be like, yo, this playlist is kind of dope, but can you skip this song every time? You know? Can you can you gray out this song for me so I can continue to follow the playlist? Like, that would be such a great feature on Spotify. Um, absolutely no reason to buy a COD campaign on day one. You know within 12 hours that the campaign is good, and it's not like spoilers are that big of a deal. I, the only spoiler I said was the first mi- mission spoiler about who you're trying to break out of the prison, and I just didn't think that that was that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure everybody kind of knew what you were there to do. I, you know what I'm saying? They, we all knew Makarov was back. Like It wasn't like, oh, it's him. It was like, who'd you think it was going to be? Come on. YouTube music for the win again. I want to look into YouTube music and copyright free to see if there's some synth wave that I would get down with. I like synth and I really, really wish I was watching doc, a clip from Dr. Disrespect the other day, and he had a magic sword playing in the background. And I'm like, did he add that later? Or does he have permission to play magic sword? They once gave me permission to use magic sword music on YouTube. And then it's still all, all that got claimed. And they said that it was only, it was only cleared for the purple platform. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me, so. Easy guess who got broke free. Yeah, I mean, there are other there are other twists and turns that I found to be very disappointing. Um, there, there, there are two character deaths. I think they're bad. I, I think they're, I don't like how they, I don't, I don't like how they did them. Um, Makarov looks like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> Somebody needs to do 
Someone needs to do something with that. <laughs> well, you see, what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to we're going to substantiate the motherland like really fast. All of a sudden he's talking really fast, really nasally and really fast. <laughs> For Mother Russia, okay? <laughs> I just don't think this is a good argument. Uh, I buy COD for multiplayer. Me and my buds have played previous iterations uh, of hundreds of for hundreds of hours. Honestly, I'm not spending seventy on MW3 after seeing how badly they phoned it in. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, I keep saying that Bobby Kodak looks like a Harry Potter. Yeah, he gets that a lot. He gets that a lot. I haven't finished MW2 campaign, but I didn't like the sniper mission. I got killed by bombs when I missed the sniper shot. What sniper mission did you get killed by bombs on? I don't really remember that. I remember there was a sniper mission where they wanted me to go forward, and my second time through, it got bugged out, and I could not figure out. I literally had like a bad save point. It was the second time I had played through the game. The first time I played through Modern Warfare 2, I didn't have a single problem. I absolutely loved it. My second playthrough, they were like, scoot up. And I scooted up, scooted up, scooted up, scooted up. And then all of a sudden, every time it would it would respawn me at the checkpoint, people would see where I was and like just start shooting me. It was, a, it was basically almost like a soft lock. And I was like, I don't want to start all the way over. So I had to like run all the way past everybody and then I had to break into this room and slowly but surely they all came and came to the door and I just killed them all and then it like triggered the next checkpoint I I had a driving mission in Modern Warfare 2 where it wouldn't go to the next audio queue I was like what is going on and I just was driving and driving and driving nobody was attacking me no new enemies we were just driving creature had to like yank out I don't even know how long it took it was like 3 or 4 minutes of just driving it's like it got glitched out because what's what's supposed to happen is you're supposedly like slowly catching up to these other cars and we're just like sitting there like alright well I guess we're just taking a nice scenic route or something and then all of a sudden it advanced and I was able to play again it was really weird I couldn't believe how different my second playthrough was. It was it was alarming. I was like, what happened? I remember people telling me that they're like, oh, I had so many glitch and, and glitches and problems on this mission whenever I was streaming it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I've not had a single problem. Like it was exactly like that cliche thing where you're having glitches and bugs, and some guy's like, oh, I'm not having any issues. Like I was totally that guy. I was totally that guy. I was like, I'm not having any issues. I'm playing through right now. I might have to check with somebody who would let you use their synth wave. It's got to be really official, Scott Free, because it's too easy for somebody to let me use their music, and then they come back behind, and then they can claim stuff. Like, it's highly illegal to do that, but that's always a concern. That's always the concern when it's not like going through official channels and official playlists. It makes YouTube music very tempting. Uh, it makes YouTube very, music very tempting to consider. Um, you know. Uh, the day before. Stealing. Okay. There we go. Where 
Where is that? There we go. The checkpoint. They checkpoint too much and it causes problems. Right. Like you get stuck and the game's like, uh, we just did a checkpoint. We don't know where you are. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do with me? Like the one mission, like I said, like I got stuck. Like it was like, it didn't know. It, it kept putting me right in front of somebody every time I would respawn. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I was like the first time I played this mission, it went perfectly fine. And now all of a sudden, you know, I can't advance. So I had, to, I had to like just run and try not to die. And then I got inside a building and then I was good to go. So it is weird. Um, I paid for vault so I'm ticked yeah I mean I always pay for the top level just so if there's like anything people want to see or anything people want to have showcased um, that, I, that I have access to it you know I probably should start to do um, the lowest level on a game I'm not sure about I was really enjoying RoboCop you know, we were we were playing that on Friday. I thought that was pretty good. You know, I thought they did a good job with that one. You know, I think I think people are split on it because if you like RoboCop, you're loving it, and if you're not really familiar with RoboCop, you're like, I don't understand why anybody likes this. You know what I'm saying? It's they basically honored what RoboCop would be and how it would play, and. <laughs> That they did, and a lot of people are like, "This is terrible." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's everything that a RoboCop game should be. Like, you walk around really slowly, you know. You shoot everybody. You talk a little bit of trash, you know." <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't even like a huge RoboCop fan growing up because we were almost we were a little bit too young. I think my family thought, my parents thought, that like it was a little too scary, maybe a little too violent. And um, I swear they let my older brother watch it. If he's here, he might be able to verify. Or maybe he watched it with a friend when he went over to a friend's house or something. Robocop graphics give me kind of cyberpunk vibes. Yeah, it, it the, the graphically it is it is pretty good. But once you get out into some of the open space areas, performance is pretty rough. I still think they're having issues with the engine. I I still think there's there's issues with polish. No. There's just issue with polish with that engine in particular. I don't think it's an indictment of RoboCop as a game. I think a lot of games are struggling with performance when they're trying to do some of that, some of the lighting and some of the reflections and stuff. It's just really, really, I don't know. It's tough. We were strictly forbidden from RoboCop. That's a hard R movie in the late 80s. Yeah, but I swear you saw it because I swear you told me about it. Like, as kids you told me about it because there was like you built the robot remember from Legos there's the big there's the robot with like the two gun arms and you built him out of Legos unless you did it purely based off of pictures somehow that we saw I didn't see RoboCop until I was late in my 20s okay too young I was watching RoboCop at the same time kids started drinking at school You guys like sitting around the lunchroom having drinks talking about RoboCop. It explains a lot, Hilly. <laughs> uh, uh. Game is great though, goofy and very 80s. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would imagine they might have gotten maybe a little bit less grief from people. I, what are they charging for it? That might be, that might be why. Dad allowed me to have a magazine and a comic book, and I wasn't allowed to read all of it. Oh, that's how it. Yeah, so I could use them for sketching and Legos. Yeah, I remember you made the robot out of Legos, and it was actually really good. It was like this. It was a really good replica. It looked like the robot. Um. The guy who fell in the toxic waste and gets hit by a car. So nasty. Yo, welcome back, Butters, as a Reforge writer. Guys, in about 30 minutes, we're going to go to a premiere about the day before, still discussing Modern Warfare 3. I want to know what you guys think about zombies. Are you interested in zombies this time around? Because I've never been a big zombies guy. I would always play the campaign, and then I would play like the objective-based game modes with my buddies, and... I've never been a big zombies guy, but this time around, they, they Sledgehammer worked on it, Treyarch worked on it, and High Moon Studios worked on zombies. So I'm curious what the interest level is for zombies with the people that are here right now. And we're eight members away from hitting the goal. Once we hit this, whatever we hit over here, wherever this ends up, I end up gifting those members in the premiere, so I give you guys all the way to the end of the stream to hit this goal as high as possible. We're at about 2,900 members, with an X milestone being 3,500, if you want me to have to play Kong. You guys unlocked Community Game Night. We did a Fright Night this last week. You guys voted, and we did the Fright Night. I played the game where you can't scream. We'll do a Community Game Night this week with Fortnite. You guys unlocked Fortnite I'm sorry, you unlocked Community Game Night, and we're going to do the OG map no build, okay? Everybody really wanted to play that, and this last week I let you vote. So we did it at the very end, but we didn't get to do it for very long, so we're going to do that again this week. So you guys got your Fright Night, and I did play, and I did beat the game where you can't scream. Sadly, we we might have sli- I might have slightly cheesed it. I just walked and, and <laughs> didn't have to do anything. It was... I don't know. Once I realized what was happening, I was like, I can beat this game. <laughs> so we need to make sure and promote all week long community game night so that people get Fortnite installed because it's free. And the OG map is so fun on no build. Like, it's just so fun. It's not, it's not at all sweaty. It's not at all crazy. It was really, really fun on Friday night. DGN with Halo after Fortnite. Yeah, I still want to do a community game night with Halo. Uh, if you guys want to do that, we can use it. We can do that as a goal this month as well. How do you change your YouTube account from a brand account? I have no idea how to do that. I don't know why they're still blocking brand accounts from getting gifteds. A lot of people just create like a personal account so then they can get gifteds. COD is a yearly subscription for me. I'm always going to simp, especially for zombies. Okay, so you're excited for zombies, says Spectre. So now you admit you cheesed it? I said I kind of cheesed it. I did what the game told me to do. I walked forward, and I didn't scream. That's what you're supposed to do. We almost got the W. I, my, at that point in the night, my reflexes are shot. At that point in the night, my reflexes are shot. But when we left that high point, I don't know what y'all were thinking. In no build, you never leave the high ground. At the end, when it's a 1v1, when it's squad v squad at the end, you never leave the high ground. That's the only way to win. As soon as you're, as soon as you're off high ground, you lose. 
on no build that's commonly what people do they'll get up on buildings they'll get up on high rises and hills and they always that's how you win it's you're at such a disadvantage because it's so it's so hard to get up without building like you literally have to run like you're just gonna get ripped to shreds you got no cover if they start taking out the trees so Lono Riven cheesed it I don't even know what a brand account is or how I got it yeah it's over I have the high ground it, I'm telling you that's so it's so true it's so true <clears throat> you can send out a power forward for distraction Todd is a scam yearly release copy and paste garbage I didn't think MW2 was a scam and I didn't think it was copy and paste garbage I thought the campaign was really enjoyable I thought MW3 was I don't know it was just clear to me playing through it it was clear to me playing through it it was like yeah this was uh, this was intended to be DLC this was Modern Warfare 2 DLC like you can just feel it you can feel it in the mission length you can feel it in like the size of the areas even the traditional missions you're just like there are seven traditional missions and three of them are basically the length and have the feel of like a traditional Call of Duty mission. The first mission with Jailbreak, Frozen Tundra, and I think, and I I don't know the name of it, the last mission, they all have like the feeling of like a classic COD mission. But then there are missions where, like the airport mission, the infamous airport mission from the past, you play the other side of that, and it's just super linear. You're literally just running through on, it's like a straight shot. You take, you know, you take some turns, but it's just linear. Like it's just doom, 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 shooting guys along the way, and then you get to the end, and then that's it. Like, and it's cool, but it doesn't feel like a full campaign. I'll say it this way: the high points in Modern Warfare Three are automatically pulled down by the fact that you're playing it thinking. This was supposed to be a, this was supposed to be DLC and they charged me full price for it. Like it just it pulls the best parts down. It without question it was, but in my theory this release is giving the Treyarch giving Treyarch an extra year. It could be a blessing in disguise. I think the concern would be Jake is that let's say you're right. I think we get Black Ops 1 next year then they'll reboot and it'll be really good. But if they implement this format going forward, where you get a campaign that's like half open combat, half traditional, they talked like that was the plan going forward. Like, that seems to be the plan. I don't know, dude. I, I just don't know. That that just seems so weird to me. It they, Like, who thought who thought that this was a good idea? Any who who thought nobody was going to kind of catch this for what it was? Like, is anybody playing this in any kind of doubt about like is this is this a full game? Like, has anybody been tricked? I don't. You know what I mean? Like, do they honestly think they can do this every year and not suffer consequences of, of like loss of sales? Treyarch always had the extra year. Them releasing this as a full-fledged game doesn't change that. Yeah, even if they would have sold this as DLC, that still gives Treyarch an extra year. 
right? That doesn't change anything. They could have sold this for $40, and that still gives Treyarch an extra year. Sledgehammer, Infinity, and Treyarch need to be allowed to have four years and not three, so one year will be a mid-release. So you, you, okay, so you think the that's the pattern, is they're always going to top everything off with a game like this? So Black Ops 1 reboot, Black Ops 2 reboot, they'll be great, and then the third game will be some kind of, you know, overpriced DLC? I don't know about that. I don't know, I don't know about that theory. These people that send me friend requests in Discord, it's like, I don't even know who you are, bro. Good morning, Julio. Guys, in 20 minutes, we're going to be going to the premiere about the day before is copying other games. I will redirect you there. Uh, I'll gift members over there if we hit the 25. We're eight away. Make sure you're smashing the like button as well on this video. Let's hit 400 likes before we end today. We only need 20 more. So glad we're not in space this time around. What was released last week was the plan to be released two years ago. What changed some point last year? Was it becoming a full game? There was zero change to the release schedule over the past few years aside from pricing. Oh, you phrased that funny. What was released last week was the plan to be released two years ago. That sounds like they meant to release this content two years ago. What you're saying is is this plan has been in place for years. They just decided to make it a full price game instead of DLC. If they drop this as a $40 Modern Warfare 2 DLC, they'd be having their butts uh their butts kissed instead of kicked right now, says creature. Just a dumb move. There's no money in single player. Play it once, you're done. Replayable content is where the money is. At some level, I agree with you and I think you're right, but at another level, I think that what they did with the Modern Warfare 2 campaign and this campaign where like you can play it early if you pre-order, I clearly it works like clearly it works like they wouldn't do it if it didn't work if it didn't help them get the commercial sales that they want to see if it didn't help them hit their targets I don't think they would do it if like there wasn't there's got to be some level of demand for the single player I actually think the early access to single player is a great way to do it you give everybody a week to enjoy the campaign and then multiplayer hits I think that's that's a, that's a good way of doing it <clears throat> Yo, what's good, Richard Rodriguez? Bundles make money? People still haven't learned that no matter how many years they have, the game still comes out buggy and unfinished. This isn't even buggy and unfinished. Like, it has bugs. And there's elements to it that feel like they're not quite finished with it yet. There are some missions that are they don't feel like they've they've finished them. But it's not even that. It's like this was supposed to be DLC. Like this wasn't supposed to be a full game. When done right is a solid action movie game, people love it. Yeah, I like I said, they I think the reason I'm the most irritated about this is I got invested in the story. 
I have characters that are like my favorite. I have moments from MW2 that I'm like, that was sick, dude. That was such a good moment, the way they set that up. I literally re-watched some of the cutscenes and the way they captured the facial movements of people like Valeria and Alejandro and Graves. There are some great moments in MW2. And in MW3, even the cutscenes don't feel like they're as high caliber. They feel the characters look kind of funky. It's like something's different. I don't know what it is. There were times where Graves and Price, they didn't look like themselves or something. It was like they gave the, like the cinematics just felt like they had less polish. They didn't feel, they didn't feel as high quality and as high caliber. MW2, I remember watching some of those scenes and I'm like, they look like real people. It looks so good. I think at one point I said, I was like, dude, I would watch a TV show of this. I would watch it. I would watch a show of this, like the unit or 24. That's what it reminded me of. Anyone who's buying COD for the campaign is the vast majority. The only reason I don't... The only reason I don't know if that's true is because if you look at the commercial sales of the annual releases and how much they poured into the MW campaign and the MW2 campaign. I I think there was a clear prioritization of tell a good story, have a good campaign. Like I don't I don't agree with what you're saying. I think it's a I think it's a money maker. I think it's a money maker more than you think. Just because it's not the majority doesn't mean how are you going to misspell Bauer's name? Jack Bauer. Um just because it's not the majority of the people purchasing doesn't mean it doesn't drive a lot of sales. I think that's what people always miss in the discussion. They're like, well, the vast majority of people only buy it for the multiplayer. It's like, okay, did you see what happened when, uh, what was it? When Battlefield completely got rid of the idea of having a campaign, it hurt their sales and their receptions. Like, th- th- there were people that were like, dude, I, I, w- I want a campaign. What are you talking about? It, it's not abnormal, I don't think, for people to buy these games still for their campaigns. It would be pretty significant news if they did a Black Ops 1 reboot with no campaign. And people would be like, what? You're just going to do multiplayer? It wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't sell as well. The idea that like all oh, the campaigns a waste of time, campaign doesn't generate sales. I don't think so. I think if you did a Black Ops One reboot with no campaign, it would not. It would not sell well. You get folks on the single player early, even with the bad response. So many are there for the multiplayer and likely believe the multiplayer will still be great and still buy. Lona, the real question is, why is Modern Warfare 3 a full game release? Did Activision thought the deal was not happening or was they wanted their first quarter to look good for Microsoft? I don't think it has anything to do with Xbox. I think it was Activision executives saying, let's get one last big annual sale under our belts because I don't think they were sure if the deal was going to close inside of this year. There was, there was the high likelihood that the CMA was going to open up another investigation. Bill Spencer wasn't even sure that deal was closing this year. He was like, I, we didn't even, they didn't even meet with Activision Blizzard about putting Call of Duty on Game Pass because they weren't even sure if the, the deal was going to close this year. 
Eugene says, people didn't buy early access MW2 for PvP. They bought it for early access for the campaign. That money made in the first week was because people wanted to play the campaign. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I think people underestimate that every time we have these conversations. They think, well, nobody plays the campaigns. I don't think they would dangle early access to the campaign as a buying incentive if it wasn't a pretty strong incentive. Battlefield dropped the campaign but kept the full price. Right. Black Ops 4 sold 14 million copies and did that have a campaign? I stopped playing after Black Ops 3. Black Ops 4 is the first mainline Call of Duty title without a traditional single player campaign mode. Instead, it features the Specialist HQ. Clearly, after that, they decided not to do that again. Like, if internally, internally, they walked away from Black Ops 4 and decided to do campaigns again. Right? Because the Call of Duty that came out in 2019 was the Modern Warfare reboot, reboot, was it not? Yeah. A year later... They launched the Modern Warfare reboot with a, a campaign that anybody I've ever talked to highly praises it. I've always had people say that was a great campaign. There are people that argue Modern Warfare's reboot was better. They promise to never do it again. Yeah, if it worked so well for Black Ops 4, I don't know why they immediately pivoted back to big cinematic movie style story driven campaign in Modern Warfare 2019 and in Modern Warfare 2 now I don't know what the sales of Modern Warfare 2019 looks like in comparison to the um, Black Ops 4 I, it, it's, 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 you can't even it's so hard to know it says it's uh, it sold over 30 million units by September of the following year they sold over 30 million of uh, by the following year. And it looks like Black Ops 4 hit 14 million, but that was early on, so we don't know what it is now. The most successful in the franchise is Call of Duty Black Ops, which sold over 30 million units worldwide. So I think that was the first one. I don't know what the total, I can't find the total sales of Black Ops 4. Clearly, at some level, somebody said we need to bring back the campaign. They didn't. They didn't keep doing it. Now, is there a possibility of them leaning to that in the future? Do they do what they did with Modern Warfare Three with the next couple of releases and just slowly deprioritize a single-player campaign? I mean, maybe, maybe. They admitted that no campaign in Black Ops 4 was a mistake. That's why they went back to doing them. Black Ops 4 had all the other crap. Blackout and all those Destiny ripoff characters. Guys, in 10 minutes, we're going to go to this premiere about the day before. I have my own theory 
about how they have been making their gameplay and their artwork. Could we get a couple more likes on the video? Let's hit 400 likes. Let's get eight more members. We've got 10 minutes to hit the goal. We've not missed a goal in a year. Once we hit that goal, I give five as a way to say thank you. I'll pay that forward in the premiere when we get over there. I will provide you guys with a link. I will also redirect you to that premiere. So let's make sure and hit that really quickly. We don't even need big member bombs. Every day does not have to be a, a knockdown drag out day. We can we can hit that 25 and go hang out and have a good time in a premiere and then go hang out and have a good time in the debrief. Today's debrief and writer's room will be a little bit shorter because I have a Spectrum tech coming to the house. I finally confirmed uh, that the, the cable, my cable's been going out regularly, and I thought it might have been my equipment, but we finally figured out that it's not. It's something outside the home. So I've got a tech coming today. Uh, so a slightly shorter... Um, a slightly shorter debrief in writer's room today. True SSJ Havoc says, come on, boys. We only need eight more, and he'll start the little train to get us there. Gets us to 18 out of 25. Thank you so much, True SSJ Havoc. And it goes to Leonidas. Leonidas has been around for a long, long time. Love seeing a, uh, a gifted member go to somebody who's been so faithful like that. Welcome back, Leonidas. Did I just switch over too early? Uh, probably. Uh, I remember seeing that 25 to 30% of players. Sam throws in on a gifted member, and he goes to Jason. Thank you so much for doing that, taking us to 19 out of 25. Thank you very much. I don't know, man. Call of Duty used to be a no-brainer every year when it came to purchasing, and now I'm hesitant every time I hear a new one is in the works. Yeah. This, again, this one bums me out because I came back to Call of Duty. I took a big, long break. I had played Call of Duty for a decade. I took a big, long break. And then I came back for Modern Warfare 2. And I was like, okay. That was a good campaign. Multiplayer, I fell off pretty quickly with. I'm I'm not a multiplayer guy. But then I was like, ooh, Spec Ops. But then Spec Ops had stuff that wasn't ready yet. Behemoth drops the 10-bomb and says, let's secure this now, right now, before we end the day. Thank you so much, Behemoth. Setting us up to 29, rolls it up to the next milestone. Thank you so much. I now owe you guys five gifted members. Um... But, like, I, I came back, and it was, like, at the very least, when I walked away from Modern Warfare 2, Spec Ops was buggy and not ready. The raids did not get the greatest response. DMZ, I actually thought was pretty fun, right? But the DMZ wasn't strong enough to keep me coming back on a regular basis, okay? Once certain people start playing and, like, nobody's interested, it's like, well, then you can't get people to play with you, so then you got to play by yourself. So it was, like... We thought we were going to grind Spec Ops and do raids and, like, actually grind Call of Duty PvE. But the PvE just felt very, very much half-baked. Hello from Barcelona. Good to see you, Behemoth. Um, so in my mind, in my mind, whenever we're looking at Modern Warfare 2 in particular, true SSJ Havoc with the layup, that's such a nice and tantalizing setup right there. What a nice score. 30 out of 50. We got seven minutes if you guys want to go on a quick, quick run here for 50. And then I'll owe you guys 10 members in the next 
stream. Thank you so much for being here. Yo, what's good? RT Mayday. <clears throat> How'd you fit a decade of playing COD around Halo 2 and 3 in Reach? <laughs> Shut up, Hilly. <laughs> Shut up, man. But what I walked away from Modern Warfare 2 with was I like the story. I like the characters. I said multiple times, I want to see Alejandro and Valeria. I want to see them show up in more content. Right? And the, and the voice actor for Valeria was like tweeting. And like I said, she was one of the best characters. She was one of the best surprises in the content. And she like said thank you. Like they were, the, the voice actors were like out there on social media, like interacting with people. It was just cool, man. It was a cool time. It was a good story. And. And it just and they just they absolutely crashed and crashed and burned the story in my estimation in this DLC sold as at full price. Crafty with five months. Good evening, Lono and Chat. Uh, late, but here now. Good to see you, Crafty. What's the next stream topic? I have a premiere going live in five minutes about the day before copying other games, and I have a theory as to what they're doing. I think I may have figured out. What is this game actually about? You guys are going to want to check this out. I, it comes to me in the middle of recording the video. I like, I, I like. oh my gosh, I think I know what's going on. So you're going to want to check out this premiere that goes live in five minutes. True SSJ Havoc with 13 months, and it's a VIP, says trying to round the number to 30. It's also been 13 months. I love this community. Strongly encourage you to keep coming and supporting. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <coughs> You guys are certainly tantalizing one of the big boys to drop a 20 bomb to round things out nicely. We got five minutes. Currently, I owe you guys five members. I will do it during the premiere. It's a great way to give you guys the maximum amount of uh, time to gift members. And thank you to everybody who was generous today in doing that. Thank you for 400 likes. You guys crushed it today. I'm so much more antisocial now, and I want an amazing single-player experience in COD. That's all I ask for. I don't even, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that, like, if you just don't feel like, if you don't feel like playing with others, my main struggle has been, I just got burned out on PvP, because I started playing shooter PvP games with Quake 2, Quake 2, way back in, like, 1999, maybe 98, and then into 2000 and 2001, it was Quake 3, Quake 3 Rocket Arena, Unreal Tournament, then Call of Duty, then like every Call of Duty. All the way up until, I want to say Call of Duty Ghosts is when I got kind of burned out and started playing like Borderlands with my friends, or I started playing Borderlands with my wife. Um... And then I started going back kind of to PC games, you know. I was like, oh, maybe I can play some Diablo, like when Diablo 3 came out. But that obviously, you know, there were some issues there when it launched. And then uh, I came back. And then I kind of came back to Call of Duty and console with World of War. And then that's actually what led to the Borderlands era, is World at War into Modern Warfare 2 into Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Ghost, like all those games. I just got burned out. I just did. I just got burned out. I was like, I can't play another game where I have to run around a map and shoot other players. Like it just gets, you just get tired of it. And then I kind of became 
more uh, more of just a Destiny player because of content creation and streaming. So I played Destiny virtually exclusively from 2015 all the way for six years into early 2021. Um, and then when we stopped playing that, then it was like, okay, now we got variety coverage. But when I started doing variety coverage... The difficulty was I was in a season of life where it's like I want to be more involved with my kids. Like they're at the real they're at a real fun age. So, you know, 2 years ago they were 6 and 8 and now they're 8 and 10 and it's like those are really really fun times. It's like, dude, I'm not going to be missing out on this to like grind games and 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 be and be, you know, be missing stuff. So like I've sacrificed a lot of a lot of game time like I don't play games like I used to just because it's like I'd rather coach my my daughter's soccer team than than play a video game you know what I mean like I don't know I'm just in a season of life where it's like if I finish a game I finish a game if I don't I'm I'm cool with that you know what I'm saying I don't that I just I don't prioritize games the way I used to I also don't just I just don't enjoy some of those kind of games I just don't enjoy them anymore. The PvP games especially is what I'm talking about. But, speaking of games, let's check out this day before video. 30 out of 50. I owe you guys 5. You can keep gifting if you want to. If you want to, uh, if you want to do that, I'll gift more. But let's head over to the premiere. Right? There's a link in chat. You can click that link or you can ride the redirect. I'll see you guys over there. If you want to know what I think is going on with the day before... You're going to want to go watch this premiere.